Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. podcast i am rico with me as always is my hero life mate cj what's up buddy shh do you hear that silence no guests it's a fucking miracle when was the last time you and i talked to each other like i love all our guests we've had some great guests but holy shit (laughs) i thought you were like shh silence it wasn't good there was no applause that's your that's why I. well i guess it kind of had that double and double meaning thing going yeah you're right yeah it wasn't very good you're like shh do you hear that there are no crickets even the crickets are not impressed of course now i have to put a cricket effect in you know that right but anyway um (laughs) all right cocksmoker what the fuck are we doing here we are here because we have another installment in the Return from Oz. Installment? I think yes. we have, like, the fucking, the, the Bible. <laughs> we have the infinity gauntlet of fucking Return to Oz. This thing is massive, dude. Crazy shit. 22 movies in the middle of this. Uh, fucking, you know, Quicksilver dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but for those of you paying attention, we put out a trailer not that long ago of a letter Jason as when she was at work called the trailer for Pussies Galore. This is the Pussies Galore. So we have a multi-part story of some insanity. Before we get into this, though, I I have to stress a few things that we don't normally stress on Potaskew because, well, I mean, we're pretty raunchy as it goes, but this taps into another level of raunchiness this is Mm -hmm. pretty detailed this is pretty raunchy and there's also a part that may trigger some people so um if you if you have a history with bad dating experiences or just bad experiences out at the bar there's maybe some triggering terms in here i'm trying not to spoil too much in advance but i feel like we're we owe it to the listening audience to put that public service announcement up at the beginning of this agreed that aside listen at the end of the day this is supposed to be a lot of fun um it wasn't all fun and games for jay but you'll hear as we go so Um, let's get into this, buddy. Let's go into Pussies Galore and the Return from Oz. Well, good day, one and all, from your mate and koala spondent from Oz, J. I love that term. <laughs> you coined it, apparently, without meaning to. That, we'll, we'll get I thought to that. she did. She coined it. Here to share some tales from down under with you all again. So let's pitch those tents, gentlemen. We'll roll out our swags, fill up our billy cans, and spark up our bill-a-bong campfires, or in Smokey's case, just his bong. Well, you know, but, pitching a tent in the States has a whole different meaning to it. I don't think she grabs that. I I, I mean, I took it how you took it. Like, we're going to have some erections in this. <laughs> All right, erections galore. Let's go. Yeah. Pussies galore, erections galore. Um <laughs> 
Let's share a yard or two whilst nibbling on some snags and coldies by the fire and begin this pussy-filled odyssey together. Firstly, the origin story of my newly self-appointed Koala Spawnet title, which, by the way, I dearly, dearly love, which inadvertently came from CJ. You see, a few episodes back, he referred to me as your, as your correspondent from Oz, but after several rewinds by us all, it sounded like he said koala spawned I guess I slurred that much. <laughs> you you do. I mean, I do it too. We 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 tend to like morph letters together sometimes. We mumble, so it, it yeah. comes out a little garbled sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But it, uh, ironically enough, it worked perfectly. Koala yeah. spawned is is great. I love it. So yeah. any, any of your fuck ups, it works. So you can. One of my fuck ups actually means something. Fucking Wayne yeah. Manor. Um, <laughs> Hey, look at Hey, you. there you go. Hey, hey you can talk. Um, hey! Uh, and the quote was, Aw, that's so adorable. We we cooed and all our hearts were instantly melted, especially considering all the death and decimation of so many of our cuddly friends of late. It seemed like a perfectly timed subliminal tribute to their loss also. And thus, Potaskew's koala spotted from Oz was birthed. I adore it, and if it's fine by you both, I'd be honored to keep it. Got my approval. Oh yeah, totally. That's you, you're branded with that for life, dear. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of our horrendous blazes, only two days ago, even after weeks of torrential flooded rains, the fires are finally out. Woo! Whilst there is still a lingering smoke haze over the city, we had Sydney's very first blue skies over the harbor all summer, and everyone heads straight to their local beach. That is, both Cassie and Becca as as were as uh, as were we all extremely touched and even became teary at your beautifully touching and comforting words to them in the aftermath of losing their home. Oh yeah. Yeah. But laughter and entertainment you both provide brought desperately needed smiles to everyone's styles. Thank you sirs from us all. And as we journey further into this just ju- juicy Pussy filled because you, you want to say it's juicy pussy, but it you know it's no. weird. You did, you just, did. Ju- I accidentally know. say juicy jizz. No, you you, you accidentally said jizz at some point did there. I? Yeah, this jizzy pussy uh, tail. <laughs> this jizzy pussy filled tail. I like that better. All right, uh, you'll, you'll hear how both you and CJ became my dynamic duo of superheroes, even from half a world away. We're all eternally grateful to you both, and more importantly, to the dual queens of Potaskew, Steph and Debbie, for putting up with our shenanigans also. And we'll swear on the topic. I only wish to extend my sincerest apologies to them for corrupting their respective Bo's show, their mouths, and worst of all, <clears throat> their minds. They, she what? clearly doesn't know us very well, does she? She clearly doesn't know our girls very well either. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, with our filthy and deplorable behaviors of late, I promise you both myself and my friends are rarely this bad. Bullshit! <laughs> Except maybe JoJo, that is, who I have dubbed Joe Joker. Me, Rico, not Right, right, Joe. right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking credit for that nickname. Um, I thought you all may like an update on the progress and antics of our Potaskew's 
pussy party taking place in my yard. They are all thriving and growing faster, stronger, and plumper every single day. Each afternoon I return from work, it has been a gift and delight getting to sit and bond with each of them as they devour their num-nums together. As always, Smokey's still the first one to dinner. His eyes That's because no he's high all the time. He's high as shit. That, that <laughs> cat is smoking that catnip. Um, <laughs> his eyes are mesmerizing, and he just loves to play with his fuzzy toy snake. Yeah, I bet he does. Um, Again, the, something I saw Smoke doing. I could see that. That, that wasn't, yeah. Were there tassels involved? Probably. He's the comedian of the pack and never ceases to make us laugh with his playful rumbles with his brothers and my soon-to-be-forever baby, CJ. He's extremely confident. Well, at least someone likes you. uh, He's extremely confident (laughs) and the cocky one of the bunch. CJ's become, over time, comfy enough to sit right next to me and even allow me the occasional neck scratch and cuddles. It breaks my heart not to flee inside CJ in my arms. But they're still quite little and relied on Steph for comfort and grooming. I'd hate to separate them just yet, but soon. CJ will be all mine. I cannot wait. <laughs> and Rico, oh, we never refer to him as the runt. We refer to him as our little Aussie battler or our little legend. He stands outside my bedroom in the early dawn, meowing at the top of his voice and only shuts up when I get out of bed, go over to the window and tell him, come on, Rico, all little legends need their beauty sleep. Of course, I'm the loud, annoying one, right? Yeah, right. You know, it's funny because obviously she named these kind of randomly except for Smokey because it's an all-black cat, right? But, like, it seems like she hit them all, like, perfectly in terms of character. The only thing that does not correlate with me and my namesake is I would not be waking up at dawn. That's true. That is true. I'd be like, fuck you all, let's go to bed! Yeah, but loud and obnoxious, that sounds about right. uh, Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, only then does he settle down and returns for more grooming and cuddles from Steffi. That's definitely me. Uh, She truly has been a beautiful, nurturing, and caring mom to her little angels. I dearly love them all, and it's going to be so hard to say goodbye. In fact, some odd occurrences have taken place amongst the feline population at my place of late. It's almost as if there's some sort of scheme being concocted. Inside sources confirm there may be a global uprising for the overthrow of the human race and to gain world domination. They may or may not be getting assistance from others in your neck of the woods. Keep your eyes peeled, boys. The pussies are coming for us all. Save yourself. Oh, dear. Um, I don't know what she's talking about, but Dino's been tweeting unnaturally. Yeah, he's, well, I mean, it's Dino. Oh. My my buddy's my, my ironically, you know, she named her one cat Smokey. My my buddy had a cat named Smokey that we used to say was was like the head of a uh, like a, a villain organization or something. Yes, and he had an offshore account and it came in with millions of dollars, and all we needed was the passcode, but he wouldn't give it up. <laughs> the passcode is fuck dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Now, let's get the unpleasantness out of the way. Not unlike America, our political climate here in Oz is one of hostility 
in party fighting and self-grandiosing at the massive expense of their constituents. We have here some of the highest rates of taxation in the world, except, of course, on the corporate side of town, that is. Tax breaks all around for the rich and the screwing over of us little guys at every single turn. But worst of all, our prime minister is an absolute disgrace to the majority of us. That's why they want Stephanie to run the place. Oh, wait. Just wait. Buddy. Oh, there's when more. I, read this, I okay. was like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, there are very few sins one can commit here in Oz. We're tough as guts and can hack a beating. But the number one cardinal sin here is you never abandon a mate in a crisis. Yet, amidst the devastation and decimation of vast expanses of native bushland, animals, and even people, that cretin hops a plane and pisses off to Hawaii for a holiday. All whilst the entire country was burning down around us, subsequently leaving many emergency responses services and volunteer firefighters without a commander-in-chief to steer the vessel to safety through it, nor give. And authorizations that could only be done on the ground at a moment's notice. Many reports of delays caused by time differences and lack of coordination between differing branches, all caused by his absence and slow down their response time to a crawl. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> leading to many more losses that were necessary. To add insult to injury, once he did return to a sea of disgust, he attempted to salvage his political ass by visiting the victims in the fire zones merely for the photo ops and was roundly crucified by us all. Prior to the blazes, he was just inept. After them, he was loathed. And no, none of us are conservatives in the U.S. definition of things. Here in Oz, our two main party lines are labor, red, and liberals, blue. Labor originated and aligned themselves from the workers' union back in the day, but whenever they're in power, they send the country broke. Whereas libs are more focused on the rich side of town and taking care of those rich fat cat corporates than fund hospitals and schools. So I guess liberal would be the closest thing to conservative by their... Yeah, Definitely. it sounds like it, but the the labor union doesn't sound great either. <laughs> to yeah, me. I gotta say, no wonder Oz is like on fire or was on fire. Yeah, uh, here a political stance is formed based upon a party's policies as opposed to to political loyalty to one to any one side. Our politics here have become more akin to a popularity contest as opposed to whom the best candidates are to run the country. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But every one of us is fed up with incompetent on-the-fly policy decisions and subsequent failures on so many fronts. Thus, why we so desperately need Steph's wisdom, guidance, and kind heart. Down here to spare us any more of the stupidity and insanity. Please accept our Steph for PM nomination. We need you, Steph. Save us all, or to quote a classic, help us, Stephanie. You're our only hope. Steph, are you uh, coming in? Are you moving to Oz? Because, I mean, I see her over there. I don't think so. No? Okay. Uh, all right. And then she disappeared for a second. Okay. So now, where was I? Oh, well, anyone who's ever worked in the customer service industry like you and I do will tell you, after a while, we tend to know what our customers are looking for before they even request it. Yep. Sometimes, and if you're really good at your job, you know even before they know what it is they need or want. Very true. You almost gain a sort of sixth sense about it after a while. What'd you say? 
That's a very true. I oh. I spent some time in retail, and I had regular customers who come in, and I know what they were coming in for generally. Yeah. So walked in, you're like, all right, you need a blowjob and a pack of cigarettes. In which order? No, but okay. Oh, I thought you were a hooker. No. Oh, okay. You're a hooker. <laughs> um, oh, it's gonna be one of these recordings, is it? <laughs> what what they'd like, what style, color, etc. But never. In my life, have I seen someone so good at their job, they could select something for someone they've never actually met. But Rico, you did just that very thing when you mentioned Muriel's wedding. For both Jody and I, it was quite a super scary psychic phenomena that occurred and it gave us both the willies. When did you bring up Muriel's wedding? We were talking about like... I don't know, recommendations and movies and shit. We were talking about, I, I brought up Muriel's wedding. It was when we were talking about the, like you made fun of me for like, you love ABBA and you know it. Oh, well you do, but yeah, no, I, I mean, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we just stared silently across the room at one another, even whilst you were explaining it. How of all the films on the goddamn planet, did you possibly select the film that Jody and I saw together mere months before we left home? <laughs> Oh wow, dude! It, I, I'm I was I'm very good at my job apparently. Apparently, it was the very film that got us through our nightmarish flight from home ordeal we experienced so young, only having each other to rely on. Jody loves being referred to as my very first kitten. She agreed. Uh, you see, Muriel's father, played by Bill Hunter, is a carbon copy of my mother, or to quote my grandmother. She's nice to everyone except her family. Hero worshipped at the bar, but we unfortunately only ever got the real her. That film gave both Jody and I courage to do what we really needed and the faith and hope that we too would be okay in the end. Now I feel like I need to go watch that movie because I've never seen it. It's, it's a great movie. It, it, it's Tony Collette. It's, it's, it's like, I'll watch Tony Collette in anything. Like... Is that it's how such, it came up? We were talking about because I remember it was an episode where we talked about Tony Collette. Could that be how it came up? Probably. Okay. Anyway. Oh, and fun film fact: one of the bridal boutiques featured in the film was actually filmed on location where my grandmother was manageress for over twenty-five years. Also, one of the ads in the local Yellow Pages phone book, crossed out by Muriel, was her store. Also. It always makes me smile, especially now that she's gone. She was the conduit between my mother and I, the buffer in between our many brawls, the pacifier of my mother's constant rage, and soother of many, many tears and heartbreaks was growing up. And CJ, it is practically sacrilegious here in Oz to bag out an ABBA fan. And fear not, Rico, for we are all closeted ABBA fans in the end. Admit it, CJ. You love it too, don't you? Oh, sir? I don't have a problem with that. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but I don't have a problem with them. I'm not Rico. I'm not bigoted. Bigoted over <laughs> Abba? <laughs> We're Abba and Costello. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done, sir. Cheers to you. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. another great film you both must watch is Threesome. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll watch a threesome with CJ. <laughs> no, no, you won't. <laughs> uh, I know an oldie, but a goodie. There's a particular scene in the film where Stephen Baldwin, 
enters the room whilst Lara Flynn Boyle's in bed, and he begins eating her out. All whilst she's getting off chatting on the phone to Josh Charles. That's an interesting dynamic. I can talk, really. (laughs) Stephen Baldwin couldn't in that scene. Yeah. The the more he did, the more Lara enjoyed it. Woo! There was much... There was much speculation at the time as to whether the rug gobbling beneath the sheets was real. I'll leave it to both for you to decide. Can I? Um, Stephen Baldwin's a hardcore Christian, so I'm going to say no. Can I just I get in it that I love, and, and this goes for, for Rebecca too, their terms for things are really intriguing to me. Rug gobbling? Yo, I mean, yeah. I've heard rug muncher. Yeah, well, yes, I know that. So it's it's close, but it's still just a different twist that they put on some of these phrases, you know? But, like, when you try and tweak it and be like, all right, you carpet eater. Like, no, it doesn't no, sound as No, good. of course not, but rug goblin seems to work. Rug goblin? I said rug gobbler. You're <laughs> oh, a rug well. goblin. <laughs> How do we go? Here's the thing. It's like we, we call it a, you know, rug, and then there's, like, drapes for the lips like what the fuck is going no, on no the drapes the are the, the hair that's what the, when they say the drapes match the carpet it's the hair no no there's also like uh like the, the curtains i mean the, oh yeah yeah like what curtains are are these just curtains just thrown on the floor no they're no the movie curtains like like old theater curtains they split i'm serious that's yeah, like broadway yeah damn right baby <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be the only time I'll ever go to Broadway is that one man show with Woo-hoo! me. All right. All right. Mm. Well, it's almost time to hand off to your partner in crime, CJ, but not before I pass on to you our sincerest gratitudes for your kind thoughts and prayers for all of our unfulfilled orgasms over the years. Very touching, Rico. We appreciate it, sir. The girls and I love our new secret identities as Potescu's degenerates. And your PSA health warning regarding the sharing of cookies and not vibrators must become a t-shirt and your wise words shared throughout the world, Rico. You are a fucking comedic genius, sir. We all love you, mate. What the fuck am I? (laughs) You're ABBA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now, if you'd be so kind as to pass the torch on, we'll catch up down the road at the conclusion of this track down debauchery and our bear hunting expedition. Cheers, buddy. All right. So before we get started, I need to share this with you because there's actually visual aids on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not to share these with the world. We can describe them, but we're not asked not to put the pictures up. So you'll see them in a minute. They're not until a page or two down. That's the other thing. Normally, I don't share this kind of information, but I have to. And Jay, I say this with the utmost amount of love as I can say it. This part I'm going to read you in Word is 28 pages. <clears throat> I mean, the fucking country was on fire. Now everyone's sick. Like, what the fuck else is she going to do? Exactly. But still, I mean, like, I, you know what? I, every time I look at the page count, I think back to the Batman Alone script. And I'm like, ugh, you know. <laughs> so, well, I mean, if you want me to slip in a character voices, I could do that too. If it'll make it easier. No, please don't. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, here we go. So, 
Hola, CJ. So here it is. Part two and night one of our indulgently decadent and fetish-fueled weekend filled with, as promised, pussies galore, idiosyncrasies, and very, of varying degrees, and loads of laughs. Not to mention my complete and total humiliation post-festivities, the likes of which are normally reserved for my BFFs alone. But this time it was my turn to be the one filled with shame and regret. All of which you will only get to hear about if this passes the Potescu censorship board. Jay, I, I, I love you to death, but what makes you think there's a Potescu censorship board? We don't censor shit. No, she's talking about you. What have I, what have I been the censorship board? She's always, every single time, like she'll say like, if this passes the censorship, you know who I mean. Like, she's talking about you, buddy. But do I really censor us that much? Do I ever censor myself ever? No, but I mean, seriously, do I ever censor the show that badly? No, but you are the one who's kind of like, "Eh, I'm going to take that out. (laughs) Well, I'm like, let's roll a dice. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. And to be honest, I was a gambler, bitch. What? The hell with Kenny Rogers. I'm the gambler, bitch. (laughs) And to be honest, I was genuinely surprised. My last porn excuse sealed section passed. So I'm guessing she meant the Pussy Galore trailer. But be warned, ladies and gentlemen, this one's way worse. So here goes. Not unlike our regular Friday slash Saturday night porn piss-up parties, we were all extremely excited. But this week's was one we'd all been looking forward to and scheming for quite a while. The BFFs and I were excitedly planning Jody's birthday party which coincidentally happened to be our mate CJ's birthday also. Jody offered kindly to share her birthday party with you long distance by this simple suggestion. Hey, we got to invite CJ if it's his birthday too. My first response was, how the fuck do you plan to do that? He's on the other side of the fucking world, Jody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know, but it's a shame he can't be here. We could all celebrate together. That would have been a riot, I replied. Well, he can, he, he'll kind of be here after all. It's JoJo Joker's big prank reveal episode. They'll both be here. And BT Dub, thanks for the new nickname of our jokester queen, Rico. Brilliant, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, yep, yep. Take your bows. Take your bows. Um, I'm going to curtsy, bitch. (laughs) Curtsy. Okay, fair enough. But Jody's prophetic words were stuck in my crawl all day after that. So when it came time to order her birthday cake, that's when it hit me. Actually, could you make it two cakes, please? I probably should have chosen the safe chocolate, but instead I went with everyone's current fave, caramel and vanilla cream. It was incredibly delicious and indulgently creamy and very yummy. And Enrico, just so you can see, she includes a picture of the cake. So there's the cake there. I'm not seeing the cake. It's not coming. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It took a second. Yep. Nice. Yeah, very nice looking cake. I'm a little fucking jealous. That looks really good. I want a slice. I yeah. I'll explain the second. You'll you'll explain the second one in a second. But Jody's bevies beverages choice was simple, which meant no barmaiding duties on my part required. Her fave, a shot bucket of varying flavors, including cocksucking cowboys, chocolate, and jam and cream donuts. My Stop. fave, though, what? Cocksucking cowboys. Yes. What? fucking flavor is that uh I, I we're gonna see it in a minute so maybe maybe we can read the label it's a little hard to see but we'll try 
uh, just if you if you drink enough of it, you fucking ejaculate like John Wayne, like oh pilgrim, or you start sucking off a cowboy. I don't. I guess like <laughs> my favorite like that stuff. You you know I. There's a drink called, there's a flavor called cock sucking cowboy. Don't fucking mime the thing. What the happened? What's go- what is going on over there? She's miming blowing a cowboy. How do you mime? Bl- I mean, I get mime with blowing a lasso, somebody, but I guess I get. Uh, hey, go you, staff. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Go, yeah, go you, staff. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I gotta get a cowboy hat. All right, as you were. Uh, my fave though are the- what? Giddy up. Giddy up. My fave, though, are the Quick Fox and Pink Ladies. Oh, and did I forget to mention everyone's old mate, Jack Daniels, that is. John Daniels, if you're familiar with him. Nice quote from such thank, a woman. Nice thank pull. you. Thank you. Hey, that's me. That's not her. He may, be, he may be Jack to you. He's John to me. Exactly. That's one of my favorite lines from that whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, now, normally I'm not the drinking type. Hard to believe there's an Aussie that doesn't drink, but it's true. But on this particular occasion, I decided to indulge with everyone for the festivities. For there were plans afoot. A grumble in the pit of my tummy had formed, excitedly anticipating the impending outing of JoJo's blue vibrator and bush. Of what has since been dubbed Project Blue Meanie's Revenge. Is that what we, that's what we called it, right? No, we I, called I, it. I, call, I called it the Blue Meanie. But that's I, I right. Think, that's right. I think Jay uh, added the rest. Uh, yeah, she edited yeah. it. The moment JoJo would hear that her embarrassing, horrifying blue meanie attack on us had not only occurred, but that you all were in on it. Years of pranks, humiliation, and frustration at never managing to really get one back at her had led us to desperate measures. Thus, my devious plan to out her on Potescue plan was concocted in my mind that very morning. Post-traumatic stress of seeing that horrifying sight may have been to blame, but nonetheless, we were all extremely excited. More than I have about anything in years. And it never occurred, would have occurred to us to do, nor have even been possible without you both in Potoskew. A million thank yous from us all. Birthday shots fired, there was way more Jack and beers in the fridge. Now, the... This next part, Rico, it's it's showing us what the the quick fox and cocksucking cowboys are, but I can't really read those. The green one's the quick fuck. It looks like it's mar- mel- melon and caramel cream. Ew. I don't see the cocksucking cowboy though. I see the uh. I see a butterscotch creek, a jam donut. There's a chocolate chili. That one scares me. I got to be honest with you. Maybe maybe she translates it upstairs, uh, up in the caption above. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, so the- well, all right. I I would like to know what the fuck is a cock sucking cowboy. Yeah, and, I kind of want to know too, honestly. And, but and what's his name and how much how much does he charge? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't he in Brokeback Mountain? I think there were two. <laughs> all right. So anyway, there's a quick fox wait, in the wait, wait, wait. Co- What? You want to know, know how I got these scars? Oh! <laughs> oh! Good night, when everybody. Joke- Fuck when, the rest. The jo- We're done. <laughs> when the Joker and Mysterio fucked each other? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're right. Holy right? shit. <laughs> oh, talk about crossing the streams. Okay. Um, oh! Oh! 
So anyway, boys, there's a quick fox and cocksucking cowboys in question. Oh, and did I forget to mention the bubbly in the fridge also? She was full and so were we. So for the first of many chambers corks were popped and Jody's requested seafood platter and sliders were devoured. Cassie and Becca were still down south mopping up post-fires and thanks to the recent unseasonal torrential rain we've had here lately, now some minor flooding cleanup was required also. So that's great. So they clean up the fires and now there's a fucking flood. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But even they were as excited as we were for what was to come. The prank to beat them all. Releasing her blue meanie for the whole world to see. Well, for those who fortunate and smart enough to listen to Potaskew, that is. I don't know if you got to be that smart to listen to Potaskew. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think if you listen to Potaskew, you're very unfortunate. <laughs> Probably. We all Maybe just have so many fucked up nightmares. Right? Right? We all just stared across the table at one another whilst we ate. Knowing glances, giggles, winks, and nudges filled our dinner, all whilst JoJo was oblivious to any of it. As usual, she took center stage, telling us of tales of what lengths she had gone to to get her new, quite obviously blind and directionally challenged new bow to find her hidden treasures in her sea of blue in her basement. I gotta, first off, that was well written. That sentence right there. Yeah. Like, mother, but like, even still, it's like, motherfucker, it's a doorbell. <laughs> like, ding! Like, you find the fucking thing, and some guys just don't know when to turn it off. Like, you find the fucking doorbell, and then the curtains open, and then it's like Broadway. <laughs> it's like Broadway, show. baby. Yeah. Those, um,. She's even been forced to resort to borrowing some of Yaya's whips and punishment-inflicting equipment from her Fifty Shades secret dungeon room at her house. Again, good call, Rico. It is Yaya and her husband that partake in that particular fetish of bondages and humiliation. In her words, at least now I don't have to tell him to do things twice. He just obeys or else. And that's why she's known as Yaya, because no one says no-no to her. No, she's not... The one with the long name, Yadranka? Yeah, 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 I know. I'm yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. You are, but that's beside the point. Anyway. Ah. Ah. No. No. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Ray Romano. No. <laughs> you just never know what goes on behind closed, do- closed dungeon doors of suburbia here in Oz these days. So after much pre- preparation and excited planning, the moment had finally come. We all took our usual positions, huddled around my phone, drinks in hand as the episode began to play, and our collective excitement was fever pitched. I gotta stop here for a second. They're listening to Potescu on the speakers on on Jay's phone. Like, we gotta get you a new setup. Something better. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you put me on a spot. I don't... I, bitch, I How did I put money. you on the spot? How are we supposed to do that? No, I'm just saying, she's got to, well, at least give her some suggestions for fuck's sake. I'm not saying we buy it. We're broke as shit. She could look at her phone, go to Google, and type in speakers. Well, there's that too. All right, you know what? Fuck you. I'm trying to help our friend here. Fuck you do, buddy. (laughs) Drinks were flowing and humongous laughs were had by one and all. It was then our international celebrity special guest arrived to help us celebrate. None other than CJ via DMs, who just happened to hit me up right at the perfect moment. 
in a weird way, you were also able to share in all our fun and hear details of the exact moments of this evil plot of ours that was exposed to the only oblivious one in the room, the Joe Joker herself. She's loving that nickname for her, isn't she? That's great. I, I gotta, I, I'm glad I came up with it. Yeah, right? She just has to dye the bush green. Yeah, the bush has got to, or it, purple. Purple would be work. Purple or green, and, and she could call, and then when she, uh, when she climaxes, she call it her pudding. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we don't know. I'll she enjoy a, this pudding. She might be a squirter. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> to both... <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to read here. To both the girls and I, it really did feel like you were in the room with... Feel like you were in the room with us. Texting back and forth, much to the girls' delight, as we shared laughs and tweets, all whilst waiting for the big reveal to arrive. We all loved it, and it was so thrill, and we're so thrilled that you could spend some time with us and celebrate both yours and Jody's special day together. It meant the world to all of us, literally. Thank you so very much, CJ. You were a complete gentleman, sir, and you're welcome back to the party with us anytime. We sang happy birthday to you both, and Jody blew out both cakes candles. I had the honors of cutting your cake on your behalf, CJ, wishing you all the luck and love and good fortune you deserve, and more as I did so. I guess that's a thing in Oz, like the person whose birthday. I don't know. That's not a thing for me up here, but I, I don't know. Usually, they you get like the first piece, right? I, but I you don't have to be the one to cut. I don't know. Anyway, thank you either way, Jay. I, Appreciate it. Um. And while I guess the birthday gods were listening because only mere hours later something wonderfully huge and unexpected happened for our superhero CJ's ultimate birthday wish was magically granted as we were all soon to find out. All right. Jody's pre-ordered rainbow shots were quickly drowned as we were all hysterically laughing themselves ourselves stupid at the magic spell both you and Rico weaved with my words and silly tales from Oz, whilst ensuring we were lubing JoJo up with booze for the big climax to come. Ew. Right? Like she's she's really <laughs> spinning these double entendres here. No, that's just a, that's just gross. <laughs> <laughs> See, CJ, when you when you told us all to take a shot to celebrate your birthday message, the girls all took two, one Jack and one quick fuck. So they quick fuck Jack. I, I'm just going to call that one Jack off. <laughs> one Jack off. This was the exact moment I bent my own self-imposed no drinking for me policy and partook in the festivities also. It was such a treat for me, but the best part was getting to share it with you, CJ. Hearing you both excitedly reveal my Potescu play in progress made me beam with pride and earned me a standing ovation from the girls. I'll keep you all appraised on its tragedies and triumphs as it develops. The girls all took great delight and immense pride in hearing you both discuss our debauchery, kinks, and quirks, all whilst com- comfortably maintaining their anonymity as well as their corporate images. Well, I think we blew that out of the water because we have all their names now. <laughs> I think Blue Meanie fucking threw that out of the water. Well, that's the one they were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. It's so deliciously naughty. The duality is really a fucking turn on, as I myself recently learned on a train ride to work. We discussed that. Yeah. We were all extremely impressed with your pronunciation of Yadranka. It seems to be a real toughie for our Aussie slang tongues here in Oz. 
and take it from the girls and I, there's definitely a professional way to take bong hits, sirs. Specifically, no coughing your way through it, and the longevity of inhalation are both key. Perfectly illustrated by that professor of the green, our mate, Smokey. Yeah, I'm a weakling when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't know shit, but why does Smokey always have to get love in our letters? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, he's got his own fucking podcast. Go suck his dick on that one. (laughs) We love you, Smoke. Um, Fuck you, that's why. (laughs) Not that we'd know anything about that. After all, it is still illegal down here, but getting to live vicariously through Stevie's bong hits for us means the absolute world to my girls and I. Thank you, yeah, Smokey. Keep him chugging and coming, buddy. Ew. Yeah, I, I, uh, hearing what a sick bunch of bitches we were and that we'd managed to make you both a little overheated and hard caused more shots and cheers of delight to ring out from us all. I forgot you would call them sick bunch of bitches, but you did. I have no regrets. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the condoms on dildos thing. What? You asked about putting condoms on dildos. (laughs) Yeah. I can confirm that that is, in fact, a thing. Many moons ago... (laughs) Okay, well, hey, I'm I'm reading here. Many moons ago, when the world of playing with phallic mechanical objects to get me off began, I found the cheap plastic they use to build these modern marvels of masturbatory pleasure to be extremely uncomfortable. Even the supposed real field deals caused some frictional issues, so Yaya suggested that seeing as I don't have the same issue with latex condoms, I should try that. And I can exclusively report to you all that I did, and it was incredible. It gave a real feel effect, that just in a different kind of way. Combined with a little bit of lube, it can take a standard rub-one-out session to relieve frustrations to a whole nother level. <laughs> Get it out, buddy, because there's a lot more to go. Oh God! <laughs> I, I'm I'm so glad Steph is not hearing this. Oh, she's gonna hear it anyway, isn't she? Yeah, but she's gonna be like, "Oh, that's what you were talking about." Yep, basically. Oh, Debbie just goodness. walked out to have a cigarette and went, "What the fuck?" I heard her. So- I feel like I need a cigarette after fucking hearing that shit. <laughs> oh, it gets worse, buddy. Like it's so hot for you. I need a cigarette. It All gets right, worse. Ahead. All right. And I can highly recommend Peppermint Lube, folks. It's incredibly cooling and soothing on your bits and tastes great also, if you catch my drift, boys. Uh, I would not recommend that. <laughs> I, I've, I've experimented with Peppermint Lube and, and no. Okay, it's this like next a- part's really interesting. In my world, you two are like the devil and angel that sit upon my, sho- my shoulders similar to Jay's in Strike Back. You're not predictable, Rico, but your filthy mind is devilishly akin to my own. (laughs) (laughs) And CJ... (laughs) (laughs) That's the best emperor you've done yet. Thanks. (laughs) As as we've discussed. Why don't you do an impression of an angel? Uh, It's not my regular voice. Oh, fuck. If that were the case, I'm definitely going to hell. Just out of pure (laughs) choice. choice fuck you (laughs) be like fuck that where's the devil (laughs) and cj are a good angel calling you out on all your terrible behaviors we love it sirs don't ever stop either one of you you know he is not as fucking 
sinless as you think, guys. Oh, perfect fucking angel, motherfucker. You are a lapsed Catholic. You automatically lose. Oh, who cares? I'm going to hell anyways. You have the choice to stay being a Catholic, like a I just, good old angel. I just rented a room with you. Um, <laughs> I was, I said you're a good Catholic. You're like, I'm just going to rent the room. Like, that's weird. Okay. The moment we were all waiting for, the final piece of our evil scheme and retribution for the many moments of embarrassment, humiliation, and practical jokes she's whipped at us throughout the years. Each one. I want to know what these jokes were. I want to know, know what, she, I, what, what she pulled. I'm kind of curious myself, but each one of them ending with her in hysterics. She may very well have had the greatest laugh of us all, but much to our constant annoyance, it's usually at our expense and not with us. Like the time we were all forced to make our way home from North Sydney Pool in nothing but our wet bikinis and swimmers, no towels, shoes, clothes, or nothing. So she followed us home as we traversed our way back across Sydney, huddled humiliatingly together, all whilst people gave us the strangest glares. We even received a round of applause by other passengers as we climbed aboard the train at the Circular Quay station, all witnessed and masterminded by, on a whim by her. JoJo may not ever shit on our heads, but shit has been used as a weapon of mass discussion in the past. But I think those are even too gross for you on air for such a classy show as Potaskew. She did put classy <laughs> show in quotes, so I don't know that she's being serious about that one. I, I don't know whether to be honored or that she's looking out for us or insulted. I I just think she's on par. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm just wrapping my head around the fact that shatting our heads. Yeah, I'm. I am a little curious about that one myself, honestly. What you got? Like instead of pig bird, you got big bush. <laughs> we all leaned closer as our liberally concocted scheme was revealed by you, CJ. Mouse gave she stared intently and listened as her morning glory filled shame was revealed to one and all. Jojo had zero recollection of any of it. He's mine? I really said that? Yes, we all screamed in unison. She was clueless. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm with you, Rico. The vibrations from that giant blue nightmare would have made me physically ill in between my titties also. But Jojo later explained that because I got big old falsies to absorb the impact, you and Rico have all naturels. Of course you'd feel more of it. That is a really roundabout way of saying she's got implants. No, that's that's straight out saying she has them. But like you had to like just you're like what the oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, good for you. Doesn't doesn't affect me. Yeah, right. You're never gonna put a giant veiny dildo between your titties, are you? Today. <laughs> Moving on. Um, she also later revealed to us that it, she thinks it's fucking hot as hell that two guys from America are so curious and remotely interested in her varying shades of vag and snatch patch shades. Because, like, I've never heard of a fucking, like, mood ring that's like a ring, like a vagina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, usually when you say, oh, that pussy's green, that means it's a rotten pussy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've heard of blue balls, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> she 
She revealed in hearing you both discussing her Smurfette mohawk, and instead of the <laughs> humiliation we were all hoping for, she took great pride and laughed hysterically throughout it all. You know she whipped that shit out in the middle of all this. No, I, like, I don't I know. Scared, like, y'all want to see it? Well, we heard in the trailer it's now purple, if you recall. It's hard to keep track. Now she's got now she's got Grimace's vagina. <laughs> yeah, right. She's um, got a Thanos. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go from there. Um, I'm just going to go back to the story. Until the final reveal, the pussy packs fancy new bedding of Jody's former lovely silk sheets now handed from one pussy down to other pussies. And that's where she lost it completely. Never before had we seen her so laugh so hard at you both and herself. None of us have laughed that much well ever. It was an Except amazing. The cats. They're they're pissed off, right? The cat that is animal abuse, by the way. <laughs> you, you clean Wait. that sheet now. The cats and right the, the, the outside cats are the inside cat. The out the outside cats. The, you fucking give our namesake some clean goddamn bedding. Fuck yeah. It was an amazing moment and the night that we will treasure forever. It was then that I noticed a cheeky, shifty look form on JoJo's face in amidst all of the laughter directed straight towards me. I know someone who's in big shit for this one, Jay. Me. No. Me and you. No. Somehow we're going to get in trouble. Somehow we're going to catch some fucking shrapnel. Well, I yeah, I guess we may we might. But anyway, you're so going to get it, you bitch. And on a fucking podcast for all of time. <laughs> this episode's never going away, just so you guys know. Yeah. She began to give me a premeditative slow clap as the wheels in her JoJo jokester mind began to fire up. I became extremely nervous at that very moment. See, when I read that the first time, because I did peruse this one time just to, you mm-hmm. know, edit some stuff or whatever, and not even edit things out, but just, like, make it easier to read... I immediately thought of Jess from... Uh, same here. <laughs> Just... Good for you. Yeah, Naughty I miss Jess. Dog. We gotta get her back on but the a- show. But apparently in England, and I guess in Australia, it's actually like a high praise. Like, I think Rebecca yeah, told us that. I guess. Like, a slow clap is actually like a really high compliment. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is yeah. weird, because you fuckers are sarcastic as fuck, too. As you were. Alright, let's get back to this. I later referred to our evil plot as a preemptive strike for what she had in store for me the following night. A night I would soon never forget, will mostly not forget. Things became even more sloppier as the evening progressed. Post-meanie exposure, the Pornhub request came not long after. Because of course they go back to Pornhub, because... I thought we were steamy enough as it was. All right. right! I guess we're not good enough anymore? I don't know. I think we're both taken, that's why. Ah, uh, that might be it. We're taken like Leo Neeson's cock. Oh. Moving on. So I selected Fumes Askew episode because this but this caused a scuffle in and itself. I explained that this was an audio and a video, but a split down the center formed. Jojo says, Can't we just do them both? Send a laughter through the drunken mob again, and it was decided that we'd listen to it tonight and watch it tomorrow. 
Although the girls were excited to see you both, most of them could barely even see the screen at this point, and some were actually becoming nauseated at the graphics of the video game. That's fair. That's fair. I've I've drank and gotten a little nauseated playing games, so I get that. Mm-hmm. So we decided to deep dive Smokey's tips of soft and nubile and see if anything there tickled our fancies. But it wasn't long before we were all stumbled across sensual sex. Finally, something that spoke to us women and a lot less weird. Hold on, I feel like I missed a page. Nope, okay. But it wasn't long after we all stumbled across sensual sex. Finally, something that kind of spoke to us women and a lot less weird. Not long after this, in the wee hours of the morning, a certain TikTok video went up on Twitter. Now, I don't wish to out those involved in it here, but suffice to say, it was way sexier than anything we'd ever seen on Pornhub, yet there was no nudity or sex involved. Just two people who obviously loved and cared for one another playing games. I, she didn't want to out, but I know who it is, so I contacted these individuals and asked if it was okay if I mentioned it, and it's Smokey and, and his love of Raspberry. They did a TikTok video. And I haven't seen it, but apparently it's the most racy one that she's put out yet because it's technically going out on her account. I did watch. I did watch it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> okay. So you've seen it. You know what she's talking about, meaning yeah. Jay. The sharing of just that snippet online sent the girls into an absolute frenzy. The subject of submission and domination in the Bedroom Olympic Games sparked a conversation and chain reaction of events that would take me somewhere the following evening I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd end up. And I loved every minute of it. A real eye-opener, not some fake shit found on Pornhub. The next morning, I awoke and seeing as I had only had my two shots earlier in the evening, I'd managed to avoid the dreaded hangover that the others were suffering. So I got up and began cleaning up from the chaos from the previous evening. Parties are great. Cleanups the next day suck. Agreed. Agreed, yes. So I decided to go over where I check in each morning, Twitter. And that's when I saw CJ's tweet reaching out to Kevin for a shout-out for his birthday. So I decided for what little it's worth, I'd throw my two cents into the wishing fountain and see if we could make CJ's birthday wish come true. Within five minutes, I received a like for my polite request of our podfather. I raced over to DM CJ with the amazing news that Kevin must have seen it. I left a message and returned to my time lo- timeline, and lo and behold, there it was. Our Potescu superhero CJ had n- not just a like from him, but a retweet and a v- virtue as well. I'm guessing a virtue is a g- the gift that he offered to send me? Or a compliment. Maybe. Maybe. It was truly my favorite moment on Twitter ever. A loud scream rang out through my house. Not a great thing to do to... Not a great thing to do to a bunch of hungover women. Mm-hmm. But then when I shared the exciting news with them, they too were thrilled and began jumping around the house excitedly also. I feel kind of <laughs> loved. I got to be honest with you. That's, you should. You, that, you're clearly loved. You'd think some. the man was standing in the room with us, excited as we all were for you, CJ. Seeing someone we've all admired for over 20 years giving some love and birthday cheer to our mate CJ was extremely generous, touching, and sweet. It led to the popping of yet another Champers cork bottle with our recovery bacon breakfast to celebrate. We watched him play the second half of Fumes Askew, and this time the graphics weren't nearly as nauseating. But that TikTok video was all anyone could discuss. 
More so, in fact, the power play that can occur in the bedroom. There's nothing sexier to a woman than a man who's willing to submit to his partner and allow her to take control in the bedroom and the power struggles that can sometimes go on between the sheets. Mm. I got some stories for you guys, then. (laughs) I I don't want to hear them, honestly. No, I wasn't talking to you. Good. How difficult it can be to find someone willing to let their partner take the lead at times without it bleeding out into the relationship outside the bedroom. The video itself was truly sweet, touching, and incredibly hot, according to us girls. Are we boring you? No. Okay. I'm just I heard my, you I, yawn. I've been getting, like, weird goop in my eyes. Gotcha. Yeah, you yeah, all yeah. right? Don't read into that. All right. If you happen to be listening to a, to this, thank you, sir, for sharing that deliciously sinful slice of indulgence with us all. We all love and admire your playful bond with one another, and we all love and admire you. Oh, God, there she goes blowing smoke again. Yeah, blowing smoke up our ass. Right? <laughs> but that one video was a catalyst that sent us all into a deep dive. Ad- Hold on. <laughs> She's going with the alliteration on this one. But that one video was a catalyst that sent us all into a deep dive down a dank, dark dungeon that the following evening. Hey, CJ, do you remember when we used to get them horny? Right, right. What the fuck happened? It just was a couple episodes ago, guys. I know. You are some wishy-washy bitches. You, you, <laughs> Stop your it. Stop rot. it. A night filled with sexual fetishes, subs, and doms. Flavors and kinks of many varying kinds, and yes, as promised, folks, many pussies galore. Stay tuned. Oh, and this is breaking news reporting live from Oz. Thanks to the pestilence of the coronavirus sweeping the globe at present, it appears we down under have run out of dunny paper. Supermarket shelves have been left empty as panic buying has swept the nation. Your koala spawn in here failed to heed the warnings of bulk buy. And as of this morning, we have officially cleaned out my perpetual toilet paper secret stash. Please send us all the spare squares of toilet paper you have. Your Aussie mates down under need your urgent help. Look, you could just use that same sheet that, like, you haven't cleaned for the cats. Just keep rewatching that. There you go. I was going to say just get the three seashells, but, you know, that'll work, too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if there's a pearl at the end of that. There you go. Alrighty, after a bit of an unexpected delay, here it is, as promised, the Pussies Galore Sealed Section. Hope you have your moist towels on hand, gentlemen, or dry if that's what you so choose, Rico. Otherwise, (laughs) things can get very messy. I prefer it, like, warm, like from a dryer. There you go. You know, you can also throw it in the microwave for about two minutes. Just saying. I... I... I was on such an incredible high that morning. We had all had an absolute blast the night before. Reboot was finally coming to Oz, and thanks to CJ's link you sent me, I had scored some tickets to see it. Not to mention our euphoria from CJ's birthday miracle gift from Kevin, which I guess in part contributed to me making one of the strangest and most out-of-character decisions of my entire life. After an evening of porn askew combined with all that subdoms chatter, we were all pretty excited, g'd up, and liquored up. Whilst I was quite 
Content to stay home and keep the Pornescue party going, both Jojo and Yaya had other more sinister plans in mind. Hey, who wants to go to that party I heard about in the cross tonight, Jojo yells, completely out of the blue. The cross? As in King's Cross? What the fuck for? I chuckled at her invitation, thinking it was merely another random brain fart of Jojo's. A cheeky grin formed on her face as she replied, The very reason right there is why. To score a fuck for you, you need a good root, Jay. Bad. I concur. Okay. I may very well need a good root, Jojo, but I'm certainly not going to find one in the cross. Jojo says, Yaya and I want to go to a kinky kitten party at a BDSM club, and I heard about it. Sounds like a riot. Come on, Jay. It'll be fun. Stunned and mouth still agape, I replied, there's no way I'm going to any BDSM club, let alone one being held in King's Cross Club. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got no problems with game playing in the bedroom, regardless of what your particular kinks, flavors, or tastes may be. I've been known to play in the BDSM sandpit back in the day, but the line about playing in the minors but never going pro pretty much sums up my previous BDM experiences, and definitely not in a public forum such as a club. I I <clears throat> I dipped my toe into it and I realized this is I thought I was playing a different fucking sport. The fuck sport am I playing? What BDSM? Thought, I mean, yeah, I dated right. a girl who was re- always into it and like wanted to be dominant and and I was you know we, I was the thing about it that I've always given her shit about it like in a made up conversation I sure. have with her is it was really about trust and she didn't earn the trust like to for me to be okay with her doing it but it was her birthday one time and i said okay and i you know i put on not like an outfit but i had like like a collar and a leash and she was whipping me she also was like not at all giving a fuck about my comfort right it was all about her and you gotta like tiptoe into that you gotta find a neutral ground for both people and then she took photos of it, of me, and then I was like, look, like, I'm fine with you having the photos, but, like, I please don't ever post this on your, what was that, her Tickled or her Tumblr or whatever the fuck she was doing. And she said, I, I won't. And then we broke up. And she did. We broke, and, and she had put them on there, but she had put them on there when we were still together. I just never went on her thing. And I was, like, you know, reminiscing. I went on her Tumblr to, or to see, you know, how she's been doing. And they were all there, like all of them. And then I fucking hit her up and I'm like, how fucking dare you? She's like, well, we're not together anymore. I'm like, that's still, still a clear fucking violation for real. Yeah. And, and then she took him down and then made a post saying he saw them and got mad at me. So I had to take them down. I'm like, bitch, you were just no wonder I fucking left your ass. Like, right. seriously. So for those curious, there may be photos of me <laughs> floating around those... the internet. Yeah, you know, you know they're going to go try to find them now. You know that, right? You will never find them in a million <laughs> years. You'll never find them. I'm not. I said they are. I said no. Uh, you, the proverbial you, will oh, never okay. find them. Okay. I continued to attempt to talk them out of this ridiculous proposition with possible alternatives of party plans, but they were adamant. They wanted strange for the evening's festivities. I decided to share and discuss the matter with a mate who advised me to expand my mind and even hashtag why not at me. 
The final clincher that inevitably sold me into this devious plan was that life really is short. When was I ever going to experience anything like this ever again? So after much harassment, come on, Jays, don't be such a party pooper, and what are you afraid of? You may actually have stacks of fun or even better, score a root. I finally caved to much applause and already drunken woohoos. I decided I would get into the spirit of the evening and made my first bad decision. I decided to wear one of my short leather skirts from back in the day and my sexy red silk blouse. That's a dressy shirt for you boys. Okay, are we that fucking stupid? Like, Seriously. <laughs> uh, we have girlfriends. Like, we know this shit. <laughs> she does have a bunch of, like, smiley face and winky emojis. Like, she's not, yeah. I did think of, like, a great way of just saying, like, oh, I got laid last night. Saying, oh, I had a root canal. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Okay. I couldn't quite figure out what, what it was that was fueling this inner burning urge of curiosity I was beginning to feel. For what I didn't tell the girls at the time, I was becoming more and more excited about the prospect of uncharted territory that I was about to enter into. What I was, what I was to see or perhaps even experience. We were halfway there when Yaya and Jojo announced, much to my obvi- ob- Abba? We half- Ab- Abba and Costello? Abba and Costello. We were halfway there when Yaya and Jojo announced, much to an obviously disturbed yet curious taxi driver, Okay, Jay, your drought of late must end tonight. We've taken a vote, and you shall be our entry gal. Are you in? Remember, hashtag why not. What the fuck are you all on about now? Normally at this point I would look for my BBFF Jody's reaction, but she wasn't feeling the best and decided to sit this adventure out. What the fuck is an entry girl and what does it entail? That moment Yaya reaches forward towards my front passenger side and gently places a black silk blindfold around my eyes and whispers in my ear, Now this is your birthday surprise, darling. I became agitated and defensive. So what is this? Your payback or corporal punishment of some kind? Is it, Jojo? You're not pulling some bachelor party bullshit and planning on strapping me to some gum train in the middle of the outback with the wombats, are you? Right? Yeah. As straight and calm as I've ever heard her, Jojo replies, that's because it is payback. Fine, whatever. I have. I just have one rule. Nobody takes my phone from my hands. That way I can bail anytime she gets too weird or go south. How much more south can you get? It's fucking Australia. (laughs) What, are you going to go to Antarctica? Jay, I mean, what the fuck? Nicely done. Thank you. The nervous rumble on my tummy was growing as we kept approaching, mostly because I really wasn't certain where exactly I would end up. What did my former BFFs really have in store for my revenge plot? What seedy horrors awaited me at the end of this journey into debauchery? All these thoughts and more were racing through my head and causing my heart to race frantically in nervous fear. Especially once Yaya reached forward, grabbing my hands and wrists rather forcefully. Oh, and you'll be needing these to gain entry as well. Handcuffs? Yaya, really? You guys are just fucking with me now, aren't you? Just like a ho- anyone in a hostage situation, I began reasoning and pleading with my captors. Look, I'm really, really sorry we played that prank on you, Daryl, but they were all in on it too. Tell her, Yaya, please. 
JoJo, with zero interest in forgiveness and completely hell-bent on seeing her filthy retribution scheme come to fruition, says excitedly, Ooh, begging. I like that a lot. You'll be doing loads of begging tonight, Jay. I promise you that. I would have just gone the fuck out, if I'm being honest. I like, think she I'm was already like, handcuffed. Over. Well, it was a, yeah, well, maybe. Once we arrived at the club, I was hesitant to get out of the sanctuary of the cab until the driver creepily says to us, have fun, pretty girls. Don't get in too much mischief out there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jojo responds, we always do. The Damn. laughter tempor- temporarily broke the tension, but it wasn't long before that attention was back onto their entry girl. I tried in vain to back away from them, but being handcuffed and blindfolded, how far was I really going to get with on my own without the key? Okay, Jay. So now there's some stairs we're going to have to lead you down into the dungeon. The dungeon? I thought you said this was a club. Again, I began to wriggle and worm my way out of the grip, much to no avail. Jojo goes, it is a club, but it's also a dungeon. You'll see soon enough. Er, guys, again, what, go ahead. Now she's blindfolded. Well, yeah, you've you've read ahead without seeing it, which is funny. Er, guys, again, I'm blindfolded. I can't see shit. Yep. Great minds think alike, motherfucker. <laughs> I was having difficulty placing my faith and trust in my captors to get me down to what seemed like 40 or 50 stairs. I can't imagine why. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus. Meanwhile, picturing in my mind being dragged precariously down into something akin to the fiery pits of hell I heard so much about, if you believe in that sort of thing. My other senses seemed to kick in and come alive, overcompensating for my lack of vision. The smell of sweat, booze, and, well, sex filling both my nostrils and my senses was unmistakable. Even from the stairwell, I was beginning to feel like an excited virgin on prom night. Right? She took this a whole, like, 180 in, like, two sentences. It's crazy. Yeah. I I was terrified, but I was really into it. Ah, the fuck? Make up your mind. Right? But I certainly didn't want my girls to know that. That was my little secret. The moment we read, what's that? Now it's out. Yeah, right. The moment we reached the bottom, a strange, unfamiliar pair, pair of hands took hold of my cuffed wrists. They were quite obviously male because they were much larger and way hairier. Ew. I mean, it could be a chick. You don't know, <laughs> right? He reeked of PVC and lube. Suddenly, his were the only hands I could feel. PVC like pipes. Uh, well, that that fake leather stuff, I think, is PVC. Oh, okay. Yeah. G'day, sweetheart. Welcome to my dungeon. I've heard you've been a very bad girl of late. Your girlfriends here decided you needed to be punished. Now, I'm not really yeah, sure why, but I began to genuinely tremble in terror. What'd you say, bud? That's not a great introduction, for Christ's sake. Right? I mean, seriously. That's kind of scary. Like, I, look, all things considered, like... Your friends would never do this to you, like, put you in a place to be, like, they're not going to be like, all right, we're going to bring you to hell. Like, this is our Friday night, you know, this is, you got to trust your friends and your friends would never put any harm to you. But at the same time, they're not exactly reassuring the motherfucker either. Right. I mean, seriously. Like, if we went to Australia, CJ. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we got a place to take you. We're going to handcuff you and, and, and hog tie you and all this shit. I'd be like. You are high as fuck if you think you're putting anything on me. Well, that's like, different, though. She's uh, grown up with these girls. We'd, we, we'd be meeting for the first time. 
But I'm just saying, like, whether you know them for years or where you just meet them, you're like, to have someone else, a stranger, grab your wrist and be like, you know, you've been a bad girl. Like, you're like, ah, you are not my dad. You are not putting me in a fucking timeout. I'm in the right. fuck out of here. Like, right. I don't know who the fuck is touching me, but I will punch you in the face. All right, well, let's get to her reaction because there's much more to go here. Now, I'm not really sure why, but I began to genuinely tremble in terror. No shit. <laughs> right? You got an eight-foot fucking hairy dude grabbing you. Well, how do you know he's eight feet? Because she's blindfolded. He might as well be eight feet. Doesn't That's matter. Right. He, he's four foot eleven. You can bitch slap that kid, that kid with a toe. There you go. Whether it was instinctual, a side effect of this now perpetual darkness beneath the scarf of the, or the fact that I could no longer sense my girls nearby, I began began to panically call out to them. You'll be all right, Jay. They responded. We'll just be at the bar having a cocktail or three, but don't worry, we'll keep an eye on you, darling. Occasionally. Yeah, when they're fucking seen double. They're like, I see her. You're looking at the wall, bitch. Oh, okay, I see her. <laughs> Which one is she? She's the one in the middle. The laughter now becoming distant and drowned out by the loud music, which seemed to fill and almost overwhelm my now oversensitive eardrums. The beats together with fear began to fill my entire body. The smell of whiskey on his pungent, fiery breath hit me as he came up behind me even closer and slipped his arm un- unnervingly around my waist. Now that we're alone, my name is Dungeon Master Brett. You may only call me that once you've earned the right to. Here's Ranger Rick. There's Dungeon Master Brett. <laughs> oh, dude, this, I, like I said, I peruse this. I get, this is, that's why I put the PSA at the beginning of this. Look at the big balls on bread. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Nicely done. There was a gimp in that movie, too. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For now. For- Forrest Gimp. Forrest Gimp. For now, you will only refer to me as an answer, yes, Dungeon Master. As of now, you are only known as Slave Girl. Here in my dungeon, slaves can't afford mobiles, so I will just be taking that from you now. If you wish to use it later on, you'll have to earn your phone privileges. I, I'm going to say, I'm not liking the story so far. Oh, it gets worse. So if this you're not, is, This yeah. is like everything that she did not... You know what? Shame on you ladies. Right? I, I kind of feel the same you. way. This is not okay. I, I'm, I'm like not okay with this. I'm being very protective of Jay. Do we not read the rest in protest, or do we go through the trek through the rest of the story? Trek through the rest of this, so that I can give them a proper, like, verbal bitch slap. All right, sounds good. No, please don't take my phone. Please, no, no, I insist. Now, finding myself begging a complete stranger for mercy, yet the evening had barely begun. It was as if I had said a curse word to a priest because his demeanor and voice changed into a deep, savage one as he chastised my insolence and mocked my presumption of having a say or choice about any of it. Insist? Insist? Hey, this one thinks she can insist on her phone privileges. A crowd had apparently gathered to witness my shame, and they too began laughing loudly at my apparent faux pas. Nah, sweetheart. What? What a douchebag. Well, no, he's playing a character, so... I, yeah, is he the Prime Minister of Australia? I guess so. Yeah. Um, All right. Nah, sweetheart, you gotta earn him. If you please me, well, you can earn the right to insist, Allie. 
A cell in solitary confinement where you'll be given a device release of one hand free from your shackles. When that room was originally built, there was only one device people played with in there, and it wasn't a mobile. It was attached to them. Right? That way you can send pretty pictures of your time as a slave here. Now, at this time, we're being forced by the Geneva Convention on Slavery to ask you if you'll be requiring a hearty ale or beverage. <laughs> so it lightens up a little bit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah. Would you like a beer with your slavery? Okay, sure. Um, I promised a mate I'd try something called a black tooth grin. Ever heard of it, sir? So she's talking about me. So for those who are not familiar, Black Tooth Grin is a, a drink that was created by Dimebag Daryl from Pantera before he passed away. And I will tell you what's in it. It's two parts Seagram 7, one part Crown Royal, and a splash of Coke. And it's really fucking good. And I was drinking one the night she was dealing with it. So I think that's why she... <laughs> yeah. Thanks, CJ. He seemed very impressed by my choice. Oh, I like this one. Good tasting grog and knows how to respect master by addressing me as sir. I like that. Keep being that good slave girl and you'll have your phone privileges and be released back into the custody of your girlfriends in no time for the parole verdict. That is. As you beg and plead them for mercy and your freedom, but should you fail to please me in some way, you will experience pain. Loads of pain. I can get very angry when I'm not obeyed. So be a good girl and do all I order you to. If not, a loud sudden crack of a large sounding whip skims and cracks right next to my eardrum. Filling my already terrified body and heart with more terror. What? She's got a weak heart, motherfucker. Be uh, yeah. nice to her. I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but yeah. Um... I was now trembling in both fear, and yes, I'll have to admit it, it was all a little exciting. I could feel my flush, I could feel myself flush, and the hairs on my arm stand up. A small grin must have given me away because my master began chastising me loudly. You're not allowed to enjoy this, you dirty little slave girl. He began to push and force me down into a really uncomfortable chair that hurt my ass when I landed onto it hard. It was at that moment a second pair of man's hands began unlocking my handcuffs. But instead of releasing me, it was merely to strap me into this uncomfortable chair entirely by recuffing my hands and pinning them behind my back. The divots beneath my butt were forcing me to fidget and wriggle in an attempt to make myself more comfy. But I was immediately yanked by my hands and choked gently, but enough to get my attention. It seems our slave can't sit still, master. She's so excited. Hey, slave girl, who told you you could enjoy this? Ooh, you're a dirty girl, aren't you? Have everyone... Hey, everyone, we got a dirty girl back here. A cheer from what sounded like a fairly large crowd had gathered to witness my humiliation and shame. I accidentally fidget again, forgetting my place, and I'm given the first of many punishments of the evening. A searing sharp strike of a leather strap lashes my fingertips. This thing is made all the worse by the fact that I'm unable to rub and soothe them for relief, just as my natural instinct would have dictated. A voice behind me that wasn't my master's leans in closely and breathlessly whispers in my ear. The safe word is red. Like that little sexy number you're wearing, just to please master. Showing those titties off for us all, aren't you, you dirty naughty girl? Can my safe word be snoochie boochies or snoogans instead? (laughs) 
Leave it to Jay, right? Ah. Uh. For a brief moment, it seemed as though time stood still for a few moments. I think they were a little befuddled by befuddled by my strange request, but merely briefly, do you dare speak back to the dungeon master slave? A second, third, and fourth strike across my now burning fingertips and turned up palms spring tears uncontrollably into my eyes. My head was yanked back by my hair as the barrage continued. Well, did you? Uh, no. No, no what? No, Master Brett. Louder for everyone. No, Master Brett. Even over the noise, music, and cheers of the crowd, I could hear my BFFs laughing the loudest at my predicament and submission to my captors. They were loving every minute of it, especially Jojo. Your obedience pleases our master, therefore you may now have a drink of this generous offering from our master and your girlfriends. Say thank you, slave. Thank you, master. It was then I tasted my very first black tooth grin. Even though it was being poured into my mouth from, for me, I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, some of it trickled down my neck and into my cleavage. Oh dear, master, this dirty girl's gotten all dirty again. May I clean up her mess for her, master? Ooh, she makes me want to be bad and do bad things to her. May I, master? Oh, please, master Brett, may I? He began stroking my hair and face gently, almost coveting me like a prized trophy he'd captured whilst out on the prowl. As he continued whispering into my ear all the vulgar things he had in store for me, his breath was becoming heavier. Now sounding more like a caged animal, begging and pleading to devour the prey with which they had captured. Me. It was all unnerving to say the least, and yet my body kept betraying me. Whilst my mind was disoriented and muddled by the now perpetual unknown within my darkness, his gentle strokes down the nape of my neck and cleavage were tantalizing and hypnotic. The beat of the music now chimed and beat in time with the rapid beating of my heart. It was truly an an interesting awakening throughout my entire body. You dare make my dumb minion be bad and disobey his master? I think it's time we fill that filthy gob of yours and tape it shut. We can't have you corrupting my other slaves, so let's fill that mouth of yours with these. A soft piece of material was shoved into my mouth as he continued his loud chastising. Dirty panties for the... What's that? So much for being able to say a safe fucking word. Right? So much for blood, blood. <laughs> Nitty moody. Yeah, shoes. <laughs> dirty panties for the dirty girl. Yeah, eat those filthy niggers, you dirty girl. What? Where exactly did they come from, slave? I found them on the floor when I was scrubbing the toilets, master. I instantly spat them out and began to gag and gasp for as much air as I possibly could. Ooh, master will not be pleased. Within seconds, they were reinserted, except now they tasted like lemons, bitter and burning inside my mouth and tongue. You keep those dirty knickers in your filthy mouth or else, slave. Each moment, feeling myself becoming more breathless as they continued circling me closely and over me, until the fellow slave leans over my shoulder, pulls my red sick blouse, silk blouse from my body. Hey, check it out, Master. Her sexy, lacy black bra makes me want to do bad things to her. Let me play with our toy slave, Master. Oh, please let me play. No, no, I'm good, thanks. I attempted to mumble through to the disgusting and grotesque-tasting panties still lodged in my mouth. Oh, Master, now slave is begging for me to play with her. Oh, please, Master, let me play. A million thoughts are plowing their way through my mind at this moment, but mostly I have someone's dirty knickers in my mouth. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Some strange, creepy guy is staring down my shirt at my boobs. Meanwhile, Master Bright is standing close and over top of me. Not to mention a couple of hundred people watching on and cheering it all on, including my BFFs. Not really BFFs, if you ask me. I'm just saying. I I gotta say, like, I ho- I mean, I know there's a happy ending to this, for the most part. Like, she's written this to us, so she survived. Right. But, like... I got a I got a pretty big problem with this whole fucking thing. Well, we'll let you get to it, I promise. Yet none of them were coming to my rescue. All this while still stuck in perpetual darkness. Becoming increasingly uncomfortable being at the mercy of two men like this was actually starting to genuinely get to me. Both in such close proximity, circling constantly round their prized piece of flesh, I momentarily forgot rule number one. No fidgeting. But my legs were starting to go numb and very sore. Did you just disobey me and move again, slave? You can't, you just can't sit still. You're so horny and wet, aren't you, you dirty slave? I think it's time for full corporal punishment round for you, missy. Come with us. No, no, no. I'll be good. I promise. Please, no, master, please. But with my mouth still so full, pleading was pointless. Oh, I'm so happy, Master. I finally get to play with my pet. No, I have other plans for our our little captive piggy here. So now it had become more of a fight about who had to have the privilege of degrading and humiliating me some more. My bound up hands were freed and I was finally able to get out of that horrible chair. But now that I could, the lack of blood flow to my legs for so long meant that I could hardly walk, making me reliant on my jailers to drag me along like a prisoner led, being led to death row through the crowd that had gathered to witness my soon-to-be ex- execution. Now, the interesting thing to me at this point, one would think would, this would have been a perfect opportunity to make my great escape and flee the captors. But some sort of Stockholm Syndrome had kicked in, and now I've made no attempt to escape whatsoever. After all, I wouldn't want to piss my master off, would I? Surrounded by an unseeable sea of people, some of them ferry for some strange reason, I escorted by, I'm, I'm escorted by my dom and subby captors, one on each arm, as I proudly announce to one and all, This here's our latest victim and minion slave girl. She's been a naughty, dirty girl, but now she's all ours. Who would like to come over to her cell and play with our new pussy toy? A loud cheer rang out as many hands out of nowhere began touching, caressing, and grinding against me as they dragged me to my impending doom. I can tell you're hating this. You are very observant. A metallic jingling of what sounded like keys began to unlock a door, and before I could even have time to panic nor prepare, I was thrown up against a brick wall hard, and my cell door was slammed shut. Apparently, my trial had ended and my sentence was to commence all without an opportunity of any appeal of any kind. I just wasn't certain what exactly my penance would be. A hand gently brushes the strands of hair from my face and presses up against my... Presses... Uh-huh. A hand gently brushes the strands of hair from my face and presses up against my back, my face still buried and pinned to my cell wall. This gentle caressing drifted down from my cheek, briefly tracing a line across my dry per- parched lips and down back my down the back of my neck before tickling and teasing its way around the top of my cleavage playfully and seductively. But yes, gentlemen, these were not the touch of man's hands I was feeling travel down and around my body. Well, 
Who's this fresh meat you've presented to Mistress Manny this evening? Your newest slave girl has a dirty mouth. She's been punished, but it still hasn't learned her lesson. Then she corrupted my dom minion into being bad. This naughty girl needs to be whipped and beaten into to an A. Requires your full capital punishment, mistress. Is that so, you dirty whore? You're loving all this attention, aren't you? All eyes being on you right now. You're excited, I can tell. You're loving it, aren't you, you dirty girl? Don't you? All of this while Mistress Manny's minions are now busying themselves by chaining me to my cell wall. A leather strap or a whip of some kind makes its trail along my overhead arm, overhead arm, hanging arms down where the, her hand had just journeyed. Meanwhile, the metallic shackles began to cut and scratch really plain, painfully away at my wrist with each tiny movement of my body. Even though I was in a crowded room, my central focus began, became the sound of her whispers and moans in my ear. That and the hungry panting and the excited pacing of my captors all around me, all of which felt to me like I was trapped in an extremely confined space with them all. Every single one of my senses were now racing around in chaotic confusion with both my mind and my body. Their touching moans in close proximity had made them... Okay, fucking hot. And yes, Rico, in both senses of the word. So she's at least enjoying herself to some degree. I don't give a fuck. I'm pissed off. Oh, boy. I intentionally let out a breathless whimper merely in an attempt to breathe, boys, I swear. Oh, so this is her phone? Any dirty naked pics in here, slot? Uh, no, thank fuck. My phone. Suddenly, the timely whimper became fever pitched as I attempted to claim back that which was mine. But in doing so, I had shown a weakness that this pleased Mistress Mandy immensely. Within moments, I knew I was in trouble. Ah, the slave girl wants her phone back. What can we make her do to get it back? I think she needs to make an offering to you, Mistress. Yes, Minion, I think so too. Well, well, what do we have here? I think I want Rosie's red shirt. Yes, that would please me enough to make the exchange. My what? My shirt? Please. Do you want your phone back or not, slave? I shall be merciful and even let you use it, but you have to give us what we want, your rose-smelling red shirt. She trailed her leather strap down my body, lingering briefly at my butt before returning up my side and brushing her palm along the underside of my breast. Now, whilst women have never been my particular palette in life, this distinct contract between the rough and the gentle touch was definitely intriguing to me. If it would have ended my tormented torture and let me return to my BFFs and my phone, I'd have done anything or perhaps anyone at that moment. <laughs> okay. My legs were forced apart slightly and they all began to tickle and tease the inside of my thighs, all the way up and back down again. My shirt had crept up slightly thanks to the shackles suspending my arms in midair, exposing my midriff. Her hand reached around and began unbuttoning my shirt ever so slowly. All the while, my begging and pleading to remain closed was ignored as she told me to relax and that my fear and trepidation was exciting and pleasing her greatly. Now, when it comes to being shirtless in public, I am exactly like Kevin. At home in midsummer and at night, I'm all natural, but never in public. Which I don't think is exactly Kevin. He says he wears a shirt in the shower, so I think she... Yeah. yeah. But in that moment, I foolishly thought that by surrendering the garment, my torture would end, and I'd finally have my phone back. 
My mouth became dry just as my throat began to close over. With hesi- without hesitation, my mouth filler was removed, and I was fed a bottle of water. So I guess they could kind of tell, and, you know, so that's good news. This kind gesture of mercy was put my mind at ease a little and allowed me to have a little fun within the fantasy. I began to challenge my authorities, arguing back cheekily with my captors. Pulling forward just as they punished me with many whip crackings and lashings across my back, the first few strokes did bring tear to my eyes, but I'd become irate and determined at this stage. I must have my phone back at all costs. I was warned my insolence would be punished, and I was forced to face my other minion slaves in shame. For some unknown reason to me, even today, looking back at it, I shrugged like a defiant teenager. Go ahead, I don't care. Merely by unhooking one of my shackles, they turned me around to face a now celebratory, celebratory crowd and chained me back into the wall, this time facing forward. Luckily, I couldn't see anyone, everyone's reactions, merely their woohoos and cheers. My boobs now flashing an entire bar full of people. Relax, oh boys, I was still wearing my bra at that stage, at least. Just kidding, that thing was not coming off for anything in the world. I'd rather have gone, go and buy a new phone than reel those puppies uncovered to a crowded room. My leather skirt, however, felt precariously high, being it was so short to begin with. Every now and then, varying hands tickled, teased, stroked, and explored different parts of my body simultaneously. It was the most strangest sensation I'd ever experienced. Yet all the while, keeping my eye on the prize of eventual release, and most importantly, at the at that moment, for some reason, my fucking phone back. It had become a real grudge match between us. Them continuously attempting to break me versus my own fight-or-flight response kicking in, and I began to argue with my jailers and fight back. They even invoked the water torture, pairing buckets of iced water all over my body, to which I replied, Please, mistress, may I have some more? The more I challenged their authorities, the more savage their beatings got and more brazen and filthier they'd become. If I got too cocky, out of their secret, out their secret weapon of pacification would, pre- would be presented and waved before me. My phone. Enforcing their instructions and my obedience and what they deem to be good behaviors all over again. I'm prepared now to allow you to have your phone back. We'll even let you use it, but you have to give us what we want to. And then she kissed me, ever so slightly, and whispered, I wish to see you shamed and punished in front of all my friends and slaves present tonight, and your friend Jojo wants you to be forced to share in the shame embarrassment of sharing this story on a podcast for all time. Let's both be humiliated on Potescue together. Yes, guys, Mistress Mandy said Potescue. Damn. Right? That's our demographic is the fucking like BDSM underworld. Jojo told her. Jojo. Yeah, Yeah. I know that. Now, would you like your phone and one hand free to take some dirty selfies, but absolutely no other patrons? Do you agree? Yes, mistress. Apologies, gentlemen, but as you both know, I don't do selfies. But I at least now I had one hand free in success, my precious phone back, which now presented me with two new dilemmas. Number one, the only people I was brave enough to call and tell where I was were currently sitting at the bar getting pissed drunk. And two, I was blindfolded. (laughs) I'd literally given up the silk shirt 
off my back and my dignity for nothing. Um, I need this removed, I sheepishly requested. Also, now you want your skirt removed also? My minions can do that for you. No, no, I meant the blindfold, please, mistress. Oh, well, that would require you pleasing me in some way. Mistress Manny leans in and kisses me, and this time it was full on. Whilst this may not be my first chick pash I'd experienced it in, in my life, it was by far the grossest. We may have just been teenagers playing spin the bottle and truth or dare back in high school, but even those childish fumbles were way better than this, and the breath, yuck. But once she was done, she did in fact remove my blindfold. The sight that lay before me was an interesting and bizarre one. Pussies galore. <laughs> Felines from one end of the bar to the other, all there to celebrate a kinky kitten party. Feline furries of varying degrees and breeds lay before me as far as the eye could see. Some with collars and chains as they were taken for walkies by their masters. My first thought, funnily enough, was of the Queen of Smod Squad and everyone's favorite feline, Jamie. There were cat ears galore that night. <laughs> yeah, I made me smile too. Now, there's just one other thing I should have mentioned to you, slave. For every single message you send out, you'll receive three lashings per tweet. Yes, CJ, for every one of those annoying and dopey DMs I bugged you with that night were sent to you whilst I was suspended from a shackled on a wall and cost me three beatings. And Dude, let me jump in real quick and tell you, like, she blew my DMs up that night. I'm so, aware, which means she... She got the shit kicked out of her. Dude, all right, continue. I know, you're going to lose your shit. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that part. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and drink another beer while you lose your shit. I'm really kind of looking forward to it. At one point, Mistress Mandy caught a glimpse of at one of them and proudly announced to everyone, there's no point in sending SOS messages to anyone, slave. Nobody can save you now. Certainly not someone on the other side of the world, for me at least. In between my many, many DMs to CJ and beatings with leather lashings, I used my one free hand to indulge in a second really pretty rainbow break cocktail. It's at that point I began to my, feel my heart race erratically, and the room began to spin out of control. I invoked the red snooch code word, and I was immediately released from my wrist shackle and released back into the care of my now satisfied and very drunk BFFs as they helped me to their table. As I moved through the crowd, I noticed how many people were not were not just making out, but rooting right there on the dance floor for everyone to see. So people were just fucking in the middle of this club. Yeah, I got it. All right. And they were loving that we had noticed. There were even two girls finger-banging right there as we did, they danced together, hands inside each other's pussies. Outfits, that is. Not long after, I had sat a while and regained some small amount of my dignity... My three captors came to introduce themselves properly. They also let me in on the gag that the knickers in my mouth were merely a sterile cloth, and I was given my red silk shirt back. But luckily for me, Yaya had planned ahead, and I was already safe and comfy in my pink potescue t-shirt. So Yaya knew it was coming. So that's pretty cool. I gotta give him that, too. Ironically, for something I fought so hard to keep, I left that silk shirt behind at the table when we left. But at <laughs> least... I but at least I'll always write in the world again, sort of. Something just didn't feel quite right, but I couldn't put my finger on it yet. 
Completely free from the shackles, both on the wall and in real life, the earlier pain and torture I had, I had been subjected to was now reverted to a euphoria. I was spinning and dancing like never before, laughing hysterically and having a fucking ball. But my absolute favorite moments of the evening came with the friendly and completely uninhibited folks I met and shot some shit, shot some shit with. When it came to subs, they were the only... They were only allowed to converse once they received permission from their doms. Couples of varying flavors and configurations, all just enjoying the fun and relaxed atmosphere as well as each other. It was at that moment I made some new acquaintances that made my night complete and that an extremely patient Rico will get to tell you about in a little bit. And it is, I swear, I'm so sorry, Rico. I think she's because of how much I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing chat with a beautiful young couple, Camille and Simon. They were out on a date while, while the third member of their throuple, as I've been educated of late as it's called, was at home with their four kids. Camille explained to us that, that her legal hubby was her childhood sweetheart while Simon was her eternal soulmate. Their love intrigued me. Their openness, acceptance, love, and worship of one another, like, like literally devouring each other on the dance floor, was enchanting to me. It reminded me that regardless of the shackles, costumes, and even playful beatings, that each loved each other deeply, completely, and for who and what they are. Regardless of their idiosyncrasies, quirks, and kinks, it was just love, and a whole lot of rooting. Now, it's this part of my debauchery-filled evening that I considered not sharing with you all, but after several discussions with my girls about it, we decided that it would be prudent to share all of our experiences that night, good or bad. Sort of a pot PSA, if you will. Post-beatings, I admit, I was truly in agony and suffering a case of BDSM-PTSD, but my pretty rainbow drink seemed to take all my pain away, both physically and emotionally. At that moment, I could have flown or ran flash-style around the globe ten times and yet still have been energized. I just kept repeating, I've been to hell and back and now I want to party. Woohoo! To which my other fellow revelers would also cheer at my sudden and extremely exuberant behavior. I may have been spinning and my heart practically beating its way out of my chest cavity, but I was loving every minute of it. Whilst I'm not proud of myself for enjoying it so much, I can't undo it, nor did I ask for it to happen. The girls kept saying, are you okay, Jay? This isn't like you. You need to calm down and be careful, darling. But I just wouldn't listen. I never wanted this party to end. Instead, it almost ended me. What we later figured out was that we'd all been roofied. The dizziness, nausea, and at one stage vomiting had zero to do with the effects of my two piddly drinks and more to do with what was in those drinks it was jojo who was first to discover what had happened to us she spent the afternoon in the emergency getting her stomach pumped i thought my morning after migraine was mere dehydration but it was way more sinister than that i hadn't managed to keep anything down all day and i was having a great difficulty breathing it wasn't until later that evening my gas bag with rico that it hit me like a 10-ton truck I passed out again for the hundredth time that day, and by this time I wasn't waking up. It was about 11 p.m. when Jody came into my room to wake me and tell me about JoJo being in the hospital. But there I was, phone still in hand, Rico's DM open after sending my last reply to him, but she couldn't wake me. She rang Yaya, who came racing over, barely, barely conscious and able to walk. They rushed me to emergency room also. To add insult to injury and further humiliation... 
was having to explain my to my treating doctors and nurses exactly how I sustained so many bruises and injuries all over my body. If I had just had one more drink, I'd have been dead for certain, according to them. The doctor also said that if I hadn't remained conscious throughout, I surely would have slipped into a coma. That's fucking scary, dude. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Once that euphoric feeling had vanished and I was beginning to feel really crook, I just sat in a darkened corner DMing you all about all the fun we were having. That there may have just saved my life, CJ. A million thank yous to you, sir. Not to mention for your not to mention for your love and understanding and forgiveness. It wasn't it truly wasn't my finest hours, that's for certain. Both of you sweetly checking on our welfare the next day, and while I was still feeling sick and sorry for myself, your kind and perfectly timed tweet to to me, Rico, filled me with so much love, support, and words of wisdom that truly healed my heartache and meant the world to me. Thank you so much, sir. Which is why I told my girls we were on a new mission, a hunting expedition. Bears, if you will, through the wilds of Sydney, on Sydney's biggest parties of the year. So if you'll kindly, now and finally, hand the helm over to your hetero life mate and my other knight in shining armor, Rico... Thanks, CJ. Much love to you, sir. Take it away. <laughs> you know, before we get into your part, Rico, uh, Deb overheard a majority of this and just said to me that she uh, she's about to send a guy to Jay to let her get some good rooting. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's part of the problem is like, okay, look, I know that they're all friends. Yeah. But I have a big fucking problem with this whole story. Okay. One, I've got a couple she, myself. So, <laughs> well, one, she didn't get laid. Like, yeah, at least thing. get her laid in this whole thing. Fuck. If you want to get your friend fucking laid? Like, I'm pretty sure prostitution is legal in Australia. No, it's like, not. I don't think it is. Yeah, it is. Jim Jeffries has talked about it for many of his shows. Um, I'm gonna Google that, but you keep talking. Even still, how fucking hard is it to find a fucking decent dude? Like, open a fucking OKCupid account, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> fuck this. Oh, God. Look, you guys are all friends, and I don't know the closeness of your friendship. Right. I just know what I've heard, what I've read, what CJ's told me, what Jay has told me. However, if any of my fucking friends did this shit to me, they would each get a fucking black eye. Like, oh no bullshit. I would fucking, like, the thing that I mentioned earlier that an ex of mine did th to me yeah. was there was really no trust. And as much as I consented, I hadn't consented to everything that she had wanted to do. There, For me, if I'm ever going to explore BDSM ever again, it's going to be with this is what I'd like to do. If you're okay with it, that'd be fine. I may try and, you know, you know, talk, you know, a little, you know, the, do the power play. If you're okay with that, you have to be aware. You can't, uh, here's the fucked up thing. For all we know, this was the beginning of a fucking movie called Taken or Rambo Last Blood. For all, her friends could have just said, you know what? We're tired of Jay. We're just going to like, fucking put her ass into slavery and jay would have no fucking clue she's blindfolded and handcuffed and she's just thrown in a dungeon and then she's like oh well, this is i guess part of the act nope now you're in china 
Good job. Right. Well, and that's it's uh, you know it's ironic you say that, and and I mean that in a bad way, because I'm looking up the prostitution in Australia as you were mentioning. So it, here's how it breaks down: in parts of the country, it's legal and regulated. In other parts of the country, sex work is legal, but you're independent and it's not regulated. Um, and brothels are illegal. So the brothels are illegal, but if you're like just, you know, li- working out of your apartment or whatever, then so be right. it, you know. So, um, but it also talks about there's a high human trafficking thing down there because mm. of it. So, I mean, look. I'm not talking shit about the club, and I'm not talking shit about anybody with any kink that they have. If you like this shit, that's all good. Not what I'm complaining about. What I'm complaining about is this is also the same fucking location that roofied and almost killed our friend. Like, I'm not blaming Yeah, well, that's not their fault. Yeah, that's not their fault. It's not their fault, but like... Because JoJo I mean, got I'm, roofied too. I mean, let's. You know. I know, I know, but that's that's not exactly a like a good thing. It's like, oh well. At least no, the, I'm not. The, I'm not saying it's a good thing. Like it's the whole. Uh, I'm, I'm not just, saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that like it's not like they were in on that part. You know what I mean? But who roofied them? The thought from my conversation with Jay was the bartender. I'm just and, saying, man. And I look. I'll get to my fucking my portion but i gotta say the reason why we choose our friends is because we trust the motherfuckers this would have fractured my trust if anybody had done this to me cj michael stephanie if you i mean there's one thing about like a bachelor party and you're like kind of humiliated with strippers and shit but like they said, okay, here's your safe word. Now we're going to gag you. Well, how the fuck can you say a safe word? Like, the whole point is to feel safe. But she and, did but, say it hold with Hold on, this... hold on. Okay, sorry. Jay felt better. She got into it. But that that was a fluke, as far as I'm concerned. She could have easily just been like, I am not okay with this. Here's the thing. Anybody who has had, you know, an abusive relationship in the past, or has been abused, or verbally abused, or... Or even they just got whipped by an abusive parent, whether it was in a relationship or not. This could trigger some shit. And you gotta fucking be considerate. You know, it's not just a goof. Especially if everyone's just drunk and getting fucked up. I mean, this is... I gotta say, man, I, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm really... I'm not, I'm, and I know Jay's friends and, and all you guys are, are would never purposely put her in a situation that's life-threatening but i gotta say you kind of put her in a situation where it's fucking life-threatening yeah i mean i hear you first off listen i hear you buddy like i'm i i can't tell you that i'm just perfectly okay with the whole thing because i'm not but you know at the end of the day they had an eye on her at all times you know ruby part aside they had an eye on her at all times you know what i mean but they were drunk <sighs> yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, sure, all things considered, Jay got out more or less unscathed. But there's a lot of things to consider. You know, remember how vehemently we both reacted when that asshole shoved her when she was in the fucking queue at a oh, uh, at a yeah. shopping center. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, remember? yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how protective and like, oh, you do not fucking shove Jay. 
Well, you don't do this shit either. That's, no, I'm, I, I'm fucking serious. That's true. The only I think the only difference is for me, and I'm not saying that makes it okay, but the only difference for me is that she, to a degree, willingly allowed this. Not that doesn't make you know, like she, like the guy at the the guy in the queue at the supermarket was just a dickhead. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was a stranger, but to Jay, she was surrounded by strangers. She doesn't know. Yeah, I got you. You're right. You're right. I, I, mean, I mean, was I'm there not... any aftercare at the end of of this fucking BDSM session? Was there any like, like she got drunk and she got roofie? That's the only care she really got. Look, I don't want to fucking be the fuddy duddy and the overly vanilla guy, and I'm because I'm really not. I've explored sure. kinks and shit like that. This isn't about kinks. This is about power. And if you are not consenting to it and you're not overall okay with it, then it basically borders on sexual assault as far as I'm concerned. Power Especially and if she got roofied at the end. I mean, all she is so fucking lucky that this didn't the night didn't go even more south. Like And it could have. You know. It easily could have. We this could have been a fucking like eulogy. This could have been a really sad tale, and it's and for the most part, this is this this whole episode has been a fucking roller coaster of emotions. And I'm going to try and end it as cool as I can. And Jay, I'm not blaming you. You don't have to like apologize for this because you don't yes. owe us an apology. Agree, because we love her to death, but we know the impending "I'm sorry"s are coming, and we neither of us want them. And I will say, you know to Yaya and, and Joe and everybody, like, you guys don't owe us an apology either for how pissed I am. Because I know you didn't intend for this night to be how it is. But, and again, you guys know each other better than I do. I'm I'm just the fucking schmuck who, you know, <laughs> jokes about his dick. Like, that's all I do. But we have a real genuine concern for you guys. I mean, all the fucking you. country was on fire. Fire and flooded. This is what you guys do for your spare fucking time to your friends. Sorry, but I'm I'm a you know, you guys have got to fucking treat each other a little better. Keep it in the fucking house. Whip the shit out of each other all you want in your fucking apartment because when you want to go and get away, you can lock the fucking door. You can't. You're not handcuffed. And you're not fucking chained to a goddamn wall without consent. And if you want to fucking say help, good fucking luck. I'm serious. All, all that was missing was fucking Rambo to kick down the door and rescue the bitches. That's all, you know. Right. All right. On that happy fucking note. <laughs> right? Jesus. You rant guys got over. Your exclusive Rico's rant. There you go. Here, uh, the sidelines gave me a little note. Aftercare is essential. If there are no aftercare, so, you know, comfort, affection, massage, etc., then this session was assault. The BDSM community animately requires aftercare. Well, so, wait, with with all respect to the sideline, is that American rules or Australian? Because the rules might be different down there. Is that American BDSM rules or Australian? I think assault's assault. I don't think no, it really fucking... But I'm saying the aftercare part. I don't know. Anyway. I, I, think, I think treating somebody how you wish to be treated is the first thing they fucking teach you in preschool. And I think that's a fucking guideline and a rule we keep forgetting. If I went, if I didn't want to be whipped, why the fuck would I do it to anybody else? And if you, if they want to be whipped, you got to talk it out. 
You don't take sure. into a fucking club and and you know shove them in a fucking. I mean, what was to stop from something really going wrong? It's a good question. Oh, I mean, her. You know, no one, unless the friends have gone to this place and they've been like, it was a little scary, but it was okay. It's one thing to like force your friend to go to a haunted house or to see a scary movie. Yeah, I mean, Yaya or, might have been there before, being that that's her, you know, typical kind of thing. But she wasn't exactly there in the fucking sidelines to read, you know, to help her through it. See, here's the other thing, and I'm not placing any blame on Jay. I need to stress that very much, right? But she's writing this wonderful story, and and I believe every word of it's true. That's not what I'm getting at. But the picture she paints about the size of the room may not have been as big. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they might have been closer than, than the story painted the picture of. All it takes is one. All it takes is one person to do irreparable damage. That's Look, true. Fair enough. I, you know, I, I told this to Jay, and I won't name names, but I had a friend who got roofied, and he was a man. He got you, roofied accidentally. You told me the story. I know the story you're referring to. You f- shared it with me, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, it wasn't like, and, and that's my point, is that this is not Jay's fault. This is not no. even any, this is no one's fault. This is the motherfucker who roofied the drink's fault. The bartender. The, the yeah. bartender, allegedly. 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 In, in, in my buddy's situation, he was staying next to a girl, and there was this creepy dude who kept coming by and being near their drinks. It was not the bartender because I know the bartenders. They would never do this shit. Right. And, but my buddy, like he grabbed the wrong drink. He right. grabbed her drink by mistake. And then, you know, he, he became unconscious and, and they had to like drive his ass over to the apartment that Michael and I were sharing. And then I had to like carry him up and put him to bed and, and, you know, he blamed himself and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just saying it, it it's like a rape victim. Like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a silver lining in your story though. A small one in your story. Not, not what happened to Jay, but in your story that the girl didn't get Ruby. Exactly. Yeah. That he, I mean, someone still got roofied. I mean, he was a knight in shining armor without intending to be sure. But at least there was that. There's, if there's any yeah. silver line, I'm not saying it's a good thing that it happened, but I'm saying right, like because this, because my buddy would like the the roofier would not want to fuck this guy. <laughs> right. I don't no mean to laugh, but you're probably right. Yeah. So. All right, but that being said, look, I'll, I will fucking get over it. But like, you guys take care of my friend Jay. Please. Yeah, for real, for real, guys. Like, like we we love that all of you enjoy Potescu and and whatever and what that is, and that you guys have these parties and you have a good time and all that. We really do, right, Rico? Do you agree with me there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and and we love all our fans, but Jay has become a friend, and so we're gonna look out for our friend, you know. And and right. Jojo, I get you want your your revenge, and and yes, I'm sure you had no intention of it getting to where it got, but plan your revenge is better. <laughs> you know? Can I recommend like a water balloon or something? <laughs> like, can you fucking go? Like, I don't know what your what constitutes as a Jojo prank, like a good old kick in the twat, like. Well, from what we heard earlier, apparently shit on the head, but we just didn't get the details on it. So, you know. Well, I'd rather have shit on the head than being fucking whipped in a a public, you know, forum. Agreed. So. All right. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Now I got to 
<laughs> I gotta finish this fucking thing. We gotta be silly okay. and funky now again. All right. All right. <clears throat> G'day, Rico. Fucking finally, right? I'm so sorry, buddy. A man of your odd celebrity status deserves way more love and hero worship than I've afforded you this time, Rico. No, okay. he doesn't. His ego's nah. fucking big enough. No, that's fine. But I assure you, sir, you're my starring lead in the pod play I'm concocting in my warped and perversely demented at times mind. Why are you the star? Would you like me to go through some impressions and explain why? That might actually prove my point better. I will say this. If the fucking pod play features anything with BDSM, I'm out. (laughs) For real. Might want to do some rewrites, Jay. Uh, co-starring with CJ and staff if they're interested in playing, also. Also, oh, she's writing a one-man show, essentially. I mean, is there any better? How do you masturbate? How, how, did, how do we go from... Whatever. Anyway. Now, travel back with us, if you will, to this final chapter of deviancy and debauchery. I think I've had enough, motherfuckers. For real. But this time, Rico and I have devised ourselves a little bonus features inclusion for you all. Ever the koala spot, I was diligently documenting to you both the entire time. Again, sorry about that. Stop apologizing, Jay. Yeah, that's my biggest argument with Jay. Like, on a regular basis. Because I talk, especially with being out of work right now, I talk to Jay, like, almost daily. And the amount of apologies I get. (laughs) She would say sorry for saying sorry. She has. Oh. I was diligently documenting to you both the entire time. Again, sorry about that. My discoveries whilst out in the wicked wilderness of Sydney sex capital, King's Cross. Sort of like a live reporting from the scene of the incidents as they played out in real time sort of thing. So from time to time, our hero Rico will cross live to our DMs to read break-in news from various moments as they happen. Hope you all enjoy the ride. Like I said earlier, I met some interesting, eclectic, and fun new mates that night, but none that bought me more happiness and immense elation than Brock and Gunna. Now, they did tell us the real names, but these were their pet names for one another, whilst leashed up. So I thought it prudent to protect their anonymity, considering considering our surroundings. The Brock was in honor of our local racing legend, Peter Brock, and Gunna was an honor uh, of he was gonna do what he was told to or else. Gunna would kneel on the floor next to Brock, waiting to jump to his every women command. He had nipple clamps attached to a long dog chain, which Brock would tug and yank on from time to time. Ow. Instantly bringing tears into into my eyes each time. Ow. Gunna seemed to love it a lot. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I got sensitive ass nipples. Leave my nipples alone. I mean, I've talked about wanting getting my nipple pierced, but that's different. I mean, I wouldn't want to get my nipple pierced just for like, I don't know, something could get caught on it and haha, there you go. There's, there's goodbye nipple. Well, that's true. Uh-huh. I actually, um, I know, I know a girl that got her nipple ripped off once accidentally. Uh, right. So don't do that. Not from a piercing, but just, just ripped off. Well, that's a whole other fucking story, CJ. Goddamn. Well, the short version is she was wrestling with her boyfriend, and he went to, like, flip her, and when he wrapped his arms around her, he grabbed a nipple accidentally and ripped it. (laughs) If he was too excited or would sniff at another man's butt as they would walk past, which made us all laugh hysterically, but he seemed to really love to do. Frequently, his repercussions for such vulgar behavior would be a yank and a spank, 
and I'll lick my boot, slave. This seemed to merely gu- make Gunna behave even better, as he seemed to actually bait Brock for even more punishment. As I was sitting and reporting back to CJ my findings, our mateship began with a simple, love your pink tea with that cute bear and cubby on it. Now it's time for our very first live to King's Cross for this exclusive report. They're a 50-year-old bear couple and super sweet. Then they took us pub crawling to a cub pub where you were the star attraction amongst them. I could, quote, I could spend eternity hibernating with that hottie. I asked them if they follow you on social media, but they don't use it. Just Tinder and the gay porn sites. Oh, you got to I mean, join. Not- you got to join Grinder. Why the fuck would I join Grinder? Because you would get laid daily. I already get laid daily. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's over here, like nodding frequently, like yeah. I why would I you. need a dick in the ass? I got like my own girlfriend. Damn well, it! You could stick your dick in someone else's ass. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I don't need to know that. You fucking brought it up, motherfucker. <laughs> I did. He's giving me the fucking like eyebrows over here, like not like. Okay, I stop. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. Thank you. You know the ones where like yes, "Yes, please. I like that. Okay, Uh, and I'm just gonna make everyone feel uncomfortable. Um, Uh, yeah, you're you're good for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were the loveliest guys, and we're all catching up next weekend for the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in town. No, they didn't. Um. I can't wait, but this time I'm not drinking or being chained to a wall. There's your consent. There's none of it, fuckers. <laughs> okay, so it started with me texting CJ repeatedly asking him for him to send help. They wanted to know, ooh, who's the hottie with the headphones? And told him about Potaskew. Uh Oh, I heard that one. Isn't he the guy into movies with that hot bear co-host? My eyes lit up according to my BFFs. Yeah, it's called Potaskew, and it's hosted by these amazing guys, CJ and Rico. Doesn't he do rants or something on YouTube? So apparently, it's not just fucking grinder and like whatever the like you know. Yeah, but that's not social stuff. media. Social media is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. YouTube is kind of a social media now. Yeah, it's more of a, a uh, an outlet than a social media. So it's, I mean, so is social media. Social media is an outlet. Semantics, my friend. Semantics. The other guy goes yes. I jumped up and excitedly screamed out over the music. I was stunned, Rico, not because you have fans, but just how completely random it was to run into them. Of all places, a BDSM bar. Not, I, I'm not fucking happy about that either. I, I, was, I actually, because, all right, full disclosure, she f- filled me in on some of this story myself. You're getting like the, the detailed version, but I got the high-level version, and it made me think of, um, do you remember... I think it's it's from our first year, so it's on the first year of bloopers where you said you would be a cub. Well, first you said you'd be a bear, and then you said you were right. too small to be a bear. You'd be a cub in the gay community. Yeah. I, I changed it to teddy bear. Yeah, I never forgot that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, did I mention one had a dog collar and metal chains around his neck? Every time his sub would get too excited about you... <laughs> He'd yank on the chain and spank it with his leather whip. I felt bad for him, but he said he loved it. So, well, yeah. Uh, then I kept forgetting uh, that I'd already told CJ about them. and just kept texting over and over about them. Defi- uh, definitely not my finest daughter. 
all that off two cocktails. They kept referring to me as the lightweight, so they gave me some sort of rainbow cocktail, and I have little recall after that. Until I saw my tweets to CJ, uh, I am so ashamed. I was an eye-opening experience. I'm dying to share with you all, which we got. Let's move on. Um, I should make an editorial clarification here that I was merely drinking with them. They didn't buy, nor were they alone with our drinks at any point. Outside of the brutality they showed towards one another, Rico's bears, as we later dubbed them, were absolute sweethearts. We sat and gas-bagged for ages about commentaries you've done, Rico's rants, my love letters, but all they wanted to discuss were the cubbies that they would spend eternity hibernating with, and they're not a cubby couple? Oh, well, we'll just have to take them both back to our dens and make them become our cubs. Okay, so couple things I need to comment on here. First off, number one, and most importantly, thank you guys for listening. Like, you know, for real. We, yeah. we love having new fans. We love having fans all over the world. Um, if you do join social media, please connect with us because we'd love to hear from you for real. Like, all, yeah. all jokes aside, we, we love communicating with our fans. We love bringing content that our fans want to hear. So if you have ideas, you know, reach out. That's number one. Number two, while flattered, I am far from a cub. <laughs> you're an otter. I, and I, Adam, really? That's where yeah, you go. You're an, you're an otter. Okay. You're you're a like a bear that's skinny. You're an otter. We already established this. I thought that was a twink. No, a twink is hairless. I've seen you without your shirt on. You have. Yeah. When. I mean, a TikTok kind of. Oh, yeah. You're a hairy bitch. Like, you're, you're Italian and Greek. I know how hairy you are. All right. You may act German, but your fucking body says Italian and Greek. <laughs> All right, move on. Um, I would like to add an amendment. At no point will CJ and I ever fuck. No, no. Like, no, well, at least not each other. You know, other not, people. Yeah, yeah. Even still, I wouldn't feel comfortable fucking in the same room with you. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I would agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would unless we get to record it, because that'd be one hell of a Potaskew episode. It would just. <laughs> <laughs> you ever you ever hear the joke about um, two campers, one of them gets bitten by a snake on the dick, and the other Probably. the other camper runs for help, finds a doctor. The doctor says, "Oh man, that's a very specific snake." If you don't suck the poison out of the out of the wound, your friend's gonna die. So the camper goes back to his friend and says, So I saw a doctor. He's like, Yeah, you found a way to cure me? He's like, Uh-huh. Well, what am I gonna die? He looks at me and says, Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So that's a great joke. I like that. That's you and me. Um Yeah, you tell me die. <laughs> Just to get a snake bite. We're just like, one of us is dying. <laughs> Nothing happened here. Okay. Um, the moment they began to play Rico's Bears song request, Buffy the Musical episode, Walk Through the Fire. Huh? I, what is, I, okay. We had an amazing time dancing and singing together, but as things began to deteriorate, and the something's not right with Jay began. I was not thrilled. The only ones that could convince me to leave were our cuddly bear rescuers. They'd invite us to come to with them on a pub crawl or pay a visit to the regular cub pub. 
Uh, it wasn't long after that arduous drunken trek there that the evening's festivities had caught up with me. And our new grizzly mates <laughs> uh, shiverously waited with us for two hours for a cab to arrive, even though it was ruining their date night. On, two hours for a town. cab? What the fuck? What the fuck? Do they not have Uber there? I don't. I don't think so. What is wrong with you guys? I think it's illegal down there. Some countries uh, have outlawed it. I'm not sure if Australia is one of them, but some countries have outlawed it. They were such gentlemen. You'd have been proud, Rico. Well, I'm glad someone was fucking, you know, doing good by me. Uh, we sadly eventually parted, but not before making a date to meet up and attend one of the biggest parties in Sydney all year, the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, being held the following weekend. We are already planning to attend as Cass and Becca were making the Pilmer pilgrimage back up to sydney just to see and hang out with their mates the dykes on bikes they're the pride of sydney and head out in the parade each full each year for the last 30 years and boy can those gals party hard um dykes on bikes okay and yes rico they really are known as dykes on bikes they lead out the parade every year and that they are legends to Cass and becca sydney loves them I told my girls that I was on a new mission, a bear hunt, if you will, through the wild jungles of Sydney and specifically proof of life pics of our randomly discovered Rico's bears in their natural habitats, a cub pub, all whilst the other natives were celebrating a Mardi Gras. I take it upon myself to prove my journalistic chops and worthy of my newly adopted title of koala spawned for Potaskew with just one simple assignment, find and capture pics of Rico's bear cub fans. Should be simple enough. After never-ending train delays and road closures together with our new and efficient light rail cancellations, I managed to tra traverse my way by foot to the parade, just not at the other end of it, where my BFFs and bears were presently gathering. What was worse, I had no idea how to break through the barriers and guardrails to reach them. The theme of the festivities was what matters, but all that mattered to me was navigating my way through the sea of colorful rainbows and of vast oceans full of glitter. And to make my way up to the top of the parade and to the party, currently commencing on the Cub Pub. But the signage at every single street and thoroughfare was, quote, sorry, no entry, parade route full, over and fucking over again. I started to become frantic. Not a great idea in a crisis situation, especially when I began to hear the fireworks and glitter cannons exploding in the distance. I could see a rainbow cloud rising high up into the air, so I walked towards the lights, hoping it would lead me to the top of the parade and my mates. I became extremely uneasy the moment the sun began to set. King's Cross alone at night is something everyone tries to avoid at all costs, but tonight it was a party. Everyone was, lo everyone was loved up, happy, and having a ball. Confetti was flying high above the crowd and back down again and repeatedly into yeah. my mouth. You know, she, she said King's Cross is a place you try to avoid at night. Clearly, because that's where you were when you were at that BDSM club. Like, why would you fucking go back? You know what's fucked up is King's Cross is also the train station in Harry Potter. So it's a, it's a fucking portal to a magical fucking land, or you get roofied. There you go. Either way, it's a magical fucking land. Just one of them is surrounded by Death Eaters. Poor Hermione. Anyway. Yeah. Leave her every flavor being alone. Try and catch that golden snatch. It definitely is. Anyway, moving on. All right. My heart shattered. I became crestfallen when I heard Cassie and Becca's Dykes on Bikes mates being announced at the simultaneous roar of the crowd at their revving Harley engines. And yet, I persevered, 
huffing, puffing, and chugging my way towards the glittering lights and giant illuminated disco balls. Yet all that my big, colorful, guiding orb led me toward was the end of the parade again. I just walked in a goddamn circle and not back up to the start where all my friends were waiting at our agreed courthouse hotel rendezvous point. Being trapped at the end of the parade was an eye-opener in and of itself. My particular favorite floats were the space-themed poof-doof that featured gay Jedis and Leia's lightsaber battling each other. I just have a uh, vision of Slave Leia fucking the one that's like R2-D2, help me, you're our last hope, you know. R2, I'll give you the D2. Here, you know, here's the thing real quick. But let's, let's take a quick pause from the story itself, right? This is two weeks in a row that her friends have basically bailed on her in King's Cross. Yeah, I got a request. Can you borrow one of the fucking, like, Rico's Bears leashes and put that shit around Jay so you never fucking lose her? I mean, okay. See, that's my point is, oh, we, we're friends. We have the best fucking, like, why, why do you keep losing her? <laughs> even if even if Jay is prone to fucking getting lost, that's when you're like, all right, who's got eyes on Jay? <laughs> right? Exactly. You know her well enough to know this. You assign a fucking designated watcher. That's what you do. You don't just watch her disappear. You watch her and keep her in fucking sight. Like, all right, bitch, I'm going to the bathroom. You're following me. Right. That's how that's how this works. All right. Uh, The canned fruits and the bang safe game. Bang. The canned canned fruits and the bang safe bang proud crowd. Try saying that 10 times fast. What? Try saying that 10 times fast. Bang safe, bang proud crowd. Bang safe, bang proud crowd. <laughs> um, you know, an Jay, I think you, when you write something out like this, I, I think you're open that we fuck up because it's well written and you write a lot of like very Doctor Seussian. It's like Doctor Seuss uh, yeah. with a fucking like with a re- like. It's like Doctor Seuss and Hustler. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hustler. Dr. Hustler. Uh, um, talk about the cat in the hat. Anyway. Um, fuck those green eggs and ham. Aha! Horton heard something all right. <laughs> Horton heard a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Way down in Hoseville. All right. Oh, man. Um... Uh, uh, the Studio Kinks Dance Academy, that's where I was, who somehow managed to suspend a subby from the roof of the float in shackles as he swung proudly from side to side, all whilst being whipped by several doms as they float continued to slowly crawl among along the parade route. Pretty bloody impressive, actually. Look, I, got, I had no fucking clue that Australia was, like, this kinky. You know what they have? They have no human rights laws. I'm starting to learn that. There's no human rights laws down there. Just Fucking human around, throw him around, beat him up. Who cares? Did it ever stop being a fucking prison? <laughs> it sounds like no. <laughs> All right. An hour after the party had started, I was still suburbs away from where I needed to be. Drenched in sweat, my heart was racing in fear, yet broken in defeat. Wandering aimlessly and drowning alone, I tried to find and call a taxi to take me back towards the start, but to no avail. I even tried calling a friend who lives in... Nearby Darlinghurst, 
to rescue me in my hour of need. But being he's gay, we just outed him, but it's all right. More than likely, he was among the chaos which lay before me. Well, that's probably I, fair. I, I, would, I would venture to say that if she's saying that, then he's already outed himself. But that's just my we, opinion. I, I outed him to the three listeners of fucking Potoskia, which are the same people that we're reading this from. Two, um, two of them are bears, so maybe it'll help him out. Who knows? I'm a bear! Uh, uh, Stan... <laughs> Standing in the middle of Sydney amidst the joy of festival festivals surrounding me, I begin to sob my little broken heart out. Where are my friends? Rico's bear mates. Worst of all, where the fuck am I? I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry. I'm allergic to this bullshit. I've never heard you sneeze before. That's kind of, that was no, that not was, what that I was expected. not my usual sneeze, buddy. That was a random last one. Sure. Hey, when you sneeze, a dick falls out of your mouth. Um, what? Bereft and frightened, I decided to take a seat and report my failed mission back to Rico at Potescue headquarters. And it's now time to report. We return to our live correspondence report from this chaotic situation beginning the cross we speak. Uh, I have no idea what schemes my fitty bear is plotting back at home. I'm stranded on the outskirts of the parade. I'm alone and cloaked in failure. No BFFs. No bears and no bloody idea where the fuck I am. Thankfully, I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by a sea of assless chaps, drag queens, and naked titties. But I think for my safety, I best get the hell out of here. Now, you you was right. Um, everyone is very drunk down at this end of the parade, and my mates are back up at the start of it. My only hope at this point is that Jojo, Cass, Bex, and Ninny have met up with our bears and grabbed pics for me. I even bought a new camera just to get good pics for Eureka. It didn't happen. I know the ending of this. It didn't happen. And I was going to part with my beloved pink Potescue t-shirt that I treasure and have worn to death. It's super big on me, and I wanted to buy a new one anyway. So I thought I'd gift it to our bear mates to thank them for keeping us all safe last Saturday night. But now I can't find anyone. I was just sobbing at the station when I just, just discovered our pussies concocting elaborate schemes on Twitter and it turned my tears to laughter. I'm so sorry I'm a failure on my very first live report for you and CJ. I blame my boss and city rail, but alas, all may not be lost. Somewhere amidst this chaotic sea of scantily clad humans, my girls are hopefully bailing me out of disaster as we speak. Nope. Wish me loads of luck getting out of here alive. Great. Now I've just been told no trains out of the city until 4 a.m. I'm going to have to walk to Central, miles from where I am right now, in the dark and alone. I miss all the fun, and now I'm going to die trying to get home. Why don't my BFFs carry mobiles out? Life would be, seriously, uh, life would be so much easier. Oh, well, off I go. Look, don't worry about I, Again, I know that Jojo and Yadranka and Becca and Cass are all listening to this with Jay. But y'all need to work on your friendships, like, for real, because... Y'all just need to get a fucking cell phone and have it nearby. Like a fucking bat phone. Like, uh, the uh, the J phone. The J phone, there you go. I don't give a fuck if it looks like a giant dildo. Like, you fucking keep that thing between your tits, goddammit. <laughs> Put it on vibrate, leave it there. Put it on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, who the fuck, like, again... Your friend disappears. Aren't you like, where's Jay? Ah, fucker. 
Like, right? Right? I mean, come on. You're she's right. She's all right. She just got to fuck off. Like, no, dude. Like, she's your friend. Like, if you uh, just, like, swimming in the ocean, like, oh, there's a giant fucking poison snake. Ah, fucker. Like, no, you swim the fuck away from the snake, fuckers. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, off I go. Don't worry about wishing me luck. You know, I have- you know we've lost all but Jay in this, right? At least someone will treat her right. Oh. 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 Hands up. I got nothing to do with that. That was all you. Look. Look. I love you all, but Jay is special. You treat Jay fine, we are good. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and I, then I asked her, I'm like, do you fuckers not have Uber? And she's like, yeah, we got Uber, but they're charging $200 to even come and pick people up in the red zone tonight. They do that kind of shit. Not, yeah. even, the, not even the taxes can take on all the street closures. I'd sell my soul at this point if someone would come pick me up. I even you soldiers sold a pot of skew a long time ago, Jay. I'm sorry. For real. Um, I even tried a friend from work who lives near here, but he's gay at the party too. Um, woohoo! As I was meandering my way to Central, I ran to three furries who walked with me to Central. They needed to leave early to get the last bus back down to the coast tonight, and noticed we were heading in the same direction. We had just had a great chat about fandom, bears, and their choice of fun furs for the evening's festivities. They were sozzled but very sweet. I am now safely arrived at Central and hopefully on my way back home soon. Come on, City Rail. All right. If you got three fucking furry-ass strangers helping you instead of your friends, that's when you got a problem. <clears throat> I'm finally home, Rico. It's after 1 a.m. and I'm exhausted. No shit. I was going to wait and tell you this part of my report, but I just can't. I just walked into a lounge room full of drunken bodies and a where the fuck have you been from Jody. The girls all rushed over and crash tackled me. It turned out they were they were up at the other end of the parade looking for me, and when I didn't show, they panicked. Did you call her? Guys? Mobile phones. Seriously, like you know so Jay's just... glue and you know Jay's glued to hers. Like regardless of them, Jay is glued to hers. And I mean that with as much love as possible. Clearly, otherwise, we, I mean, she was texting you and me. She's like, I'm going to die, but I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> so, but seriously, guys, like, sign up with fucking Metro. It's $40. Like, I don't know what the fuck that currency is. I don't know if they have Metro down there. I don't give a fuck. You find, if, uh, if it's it's called Croc. You know, <laughs> the Australian shit. version. That's what it is. It's a crock of shit. It's a crock of shit. They don't have fucking phones. They call the fucking friend. Be like, right. hey, we lost you. We'll just go back home. Hope you come home. Hope you come home. Uh, see, that's the other uh, thing. She walks in at 1 a.m. How long were they there before she arrived? Seriously, they were just like, hey, we missed Jay. Well, fuck it. Let's go home. And then they beat her. Right. And how long? Like, if it's like I had five like an minutes. Orgy. <laughs> if it's five minutes, that's one thing. If it's like a couple hours, like, really, guys? No, I think the quote was, where the fuck have you been? That that means it's been a while. Uh, okay. They all panicked, especially after we all went through last weekend. Well, that's why you don't fucking hold hands, motherfuckers. First, they began searching the for buddy our bears. The buddy system, motherfuckers. The buddy system. The buddy fucking system. First, they began searching for our bears, then me, then a payphone. Then a, you search for a payphone. How'd that work out? Then a way out of town in the complete opposite direction that I was heading. Turns out they all spent the afternoon getting blind drunk at the courthouse hotel 
hanging out with the Dykes and Pikes gals before heading around to locate our bears at their cub pub rendezvous point. So what you mean is they said, oh, yeah, we looked for you, but we really got wasted, so we could have bumped in you and not fucking known. <sighs> Sadly, they never arrived. According to bar staff, a group of Harbor City Bears had been drinking there earlier, but now they'd gone to Hyde Park to ride on one of the floats. Could these gentlemen be our bears? We just don't know. The girls and I have agreed to go on a pub crawl to all the regular cub stands they spoke about last week. Sort of a bear hunt in the woods. And we could track down these elusive critters. Thank you so much, Rico. This whole night has been a horrifying series of scary fuck-ups. No shit. The whole but two truly, weeks seems like a series of scary fuck-ups. I think she wrote this a while ago, so this has been like a nightmare for everyone. Uh, <laughs> but it truly was a comfort to just check in with you. At least someone in this world knew where I was. <laughs> That's sad. If I'm the fucking voice of reason, I'm the Amber Alert. That is, um, <laughs> that is, that is not okay. Um, even if I, even if you were on the other side of it, I calm me down a lot and don't fret just yet. The girls and I will capture those critters in their natural habitats yet. Anyways, mate, I'm falling asleep saying this good night. So there we have it, folks. Two Saturday nights in a row, two disastrous Potosky field and failed field trip missions, but two awesome mates who offer me forgiveness, absolution, concern, and understanding for many, many fuck ups and faux pas. Both of whom were there for me, even though they were on the other side of the world. You were both just there, and that alone helped me to survive and make it out of there alive. Um, it's because your friends are trying to kill you, girl. <laughs> a million thank yous, gentlemen, from us all. When I first joined Twitter a while back and boldly went where my BFFs all still Fear to tread. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine I would find so many extraordinarily talented, kind, and supportive people that inspire me daily with their creativity, art, and heart. What's even more amazing to me is that I've been blessed to find such an incredible mates from the States, uh, us that will, for the rest of my days here on Earth and beyond, be forever in my heart and soul. Your friendship kindness and support for this obnoxiously long-winded as fuck little hobby of mine has completely askewed my view and changed my life you both truly are my knights in shining armor this oceanic odyssey with which i set sail upon has at times been hilarious confronting exhausting and not to mention fucking humiliating thanks for that again jojo i didn't say that that's what she said but it was also a. But much it's appropriate needed, coming from us too. Yeah. Ah man, the Joker is a diabolical bitch. <laughs> oh. Uh, but it was also a much-needed release valve. It was my escape, my sanctuary amidst all this chaos surrounding us at present. And if it's all right with you all, I'd like to impact this little last piece of advice for everyone, if I may. During this time of crisis and uncertainty about what tomorrow may hold in store for us. I encourage you all to take this time and to quote Kevin Smith yet again, chase those whimsies and why not passions folks. Thanks to you and CJ. I've been afforded the opportunity to fall down the rabbit holes of my absolute obsession writing. And thanks to Potaskew and the encouragement and support from you both. I've gotten to do just that very thing through my love letters, <clears throat> the all nighters directional writers blocks, the migraines, the works, but the love of you both and of sharing my little drum beats has brought me such peace and comfort 
when the world around me couldn't. Search your minds for that one thing you love to do most the whole world back when you were just a young, carefree kid and can no longer do because we're all way too busy playing adults. Draw, color, hate, write, create. Whatever your thing may be, no matter how silly or childish it may seem to others, take this time now whilst I travel, whilst trapped by circumstance and quarantine to recapture that purely innocent time where we just did stuff because it was fun and not forced upon us by life's burdens and demands. And hey, if I hadn't listened to a certain mate's why nots, there would have been no long-winded yarns for me to tell around this campfire, all whilst chugging back beers and billy bongs. Between my eye-opening kinky kitten adventures and JoJo's blue meanie bush still haunting my nightmares and my beloved pussy pack, you can say my life at present is filled with the brim with pussies galore. Well, it's now time for this correspondent to shut the fuck up and go <laughs> back. Go the fuck to sleep. Finally. Thank you so very much, one and all, for returning once again and riding this roller coaster of adventures from down here in Oz. That is my life. So, from all of us here down under, be safe, be creative, be kind. And above all else, have loads of fun and laughs. With kinky koala bear cuddles and much love from Oz, your koala spotted, Jay. Okay, so the first thing I have to say is I'm going against your be kind part, Jay. I'm sorry, because as I mentioned earlier, JoJo claims victory over what the, the Blue Meanie episode. She claims mm-hmm. victory with what she did. Fuck that. You lose. I'm sorry. Yeah, if that is your version of a victory is to see your friend fucking like whipped and humiliated in public without consent and then roofied at the end of the night. You're I'll take the up. roofie out because she had nothing to do with that. You know what no, I mean? No, okay. The roof, the, I'll take the roofie out. We'll just leave it with the unconsenting uh, whipping and BDSM and humiliation and and terror. Yeah, all right. Remind me never to go on a fucking prank war with her because I'll be like, hey, I threw a water balloon at you. She's like, hey, I got a gun. Boom. Dead. <laughs> I win. Victory. Yeah. yeah. J- Jojo, you didn't win. No. Sorry. No. Just like the Joker, you'll always come back, but sometimes you usually fucking lose. The bat always wins. Because I'm Batman. <laughs>